0: I um I got I nearly uh, died in in and around the Holmes Chapel area last summer. <laughs> Do you remember back end of last summer, last August, when we had the the uh, floods and the torrential rain? Yeah. I, I was driving down to um, Portsmouth to get a ferry, and uh, I for some reason my sat nav instead of taking me um, straight up to the M6 took yeah. me through took me through like Holmes Chapel and everything, and. I had to drive through numerous flooded roads and it was the most terrifying, at two o'clock in the morning, it was the most terrifying experience of my life. Nasty. Yeah. I won't won't hold it against you though. (laughs) It would seem like extreme.
1: (laughs) Sort of, definitely a good way to get a podcast you know, kicked off by your mortality. Good good comedy bands. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of good comedy bands, mm. let's do a podcast. Oh, that was
2: yeah.
1: Good evening and welcome to Fruk Unwrapped, the official podcast of Food Review UK. My name is Nate Peterson and we are going to dunk your ears in the coffee cup of conversation as we tackle. Biscuits. Biscuits. But first, given our first host's lack of hair, you might expect me to make a Gary Baldy joke, but I'm just not that guy. It's Stuart Bullock. Uh,
0: literally, we've already, prior to the podcast recording, we, we we established that you have got less hair than I have.
1: Ooh, prove it.
0: I've got I've got a hair island.
1: Mm-hmm. You, yeah. have,
0: you have no hair island.
1: Yeah, I have. I have a lonely island.
0: Yeah, you oh. are. in fact, your chest hair is only in the form of a small island, whereas I am quite luxuriously, <laughs> quite luxuriously uh, upholstered. I'm,
1: I'm I'm enjoying this new theme of ours, which, which is just to bring up shit onto the show that um, we've talked about offshore. Last week, pens. This week, hair. Yeah, that's what you guys out there can tune into next
0: next. Time. For anyone um, who is I- wondering, I am. I'm using a different, but still quite a luxurious pen. Yeah. What's this pen, John? This is me. This is my Honda-branded pen. Oh, uh, ah, yeah. this it's, is. It's, it's, it's a similarly luxury pen brand. It's Cross. It's a Cross. Welcome to the uh, the pen podcast. It's a Cross pen, <laughs> uh, but it was a free gift from uh, a Honda sales rep. Oh,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> free a free gift, <laughs> a free gift. <laughs> Yeah.
2: It was a tool of persuasion.
0: To, yeah. Yes, I'll buy this expensive car if you give me an expensive pen. Yes. You only
2: asked for one pen. You, you uh, dropped the ball there.
0: I, I got uh, a. I'm sure. Oh, and I got some. Uh, got some mats as well. Got some foot mats.
2: My friend got married to a Honda recently. Actually, well, I say married. It was a Civic ceremony.
1: He puts the je- oh this is poorly timed. He puts the jest in digestive, the ball in bourbon and the knob in hobnob. It's Michael Jameson.
2: Crumbs, those were good puns. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hi there. Hi. I wonder if anyone's still listening. Good um, to be here. Good to be here. Thank you. How, how you, what's
1: your hair situation? <laughs>
2: uh it's it's archaic. Uh I'm putting a lot less product in it. Um long. It's long. Um that's inferred from Archaic. Yeah it's, yeah, it's bad, obviously. Any any temptation to shave it completely off? No, 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 no. I don't think I'd look good like that, looking at you two. Mm. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought we were on objectively bad for a second then. Brilliant. No, uh, No, I don't think it would suit me like it does you guys.
1: If you've read some of the reviews of the show, then you might be right. And finally, despite the fact that this is the first time we're talking, our guest is a man who's incredibly important to me. As the founder of Man V Fat, his program helped me change my life, not so much in the last few weeks, we won't talk about that. Um, Since then, he has moved on to other things and has written the wonderful before and after his first uh, fiction, I believe. Uh, Please welcome to the show, Andrew Shan Shanahan. Good evening. Hello. How are you? I'm very good, Shan. How are you?
4: I know I'm not on video, but I will point out that I'm also bald as a coot as well.
1: (laughs) Yours looks more like choice, though, when I've seen your picture. It looks like you're one of the cool and trendy, bald people. The the people that make me and Stuart feel bad about ourselves. That's kind, but entirely inaccurate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank you very much for coming on the show. Very kind of you. Thanks for having me. Um, Like I say, as, as I put in the introduction there... I have to first of all thank you very much for the uh, the fine work that you did in setting up um, Man of View Fat, which has helped me lose a ton of weight and and, and many many men across the nation. Uh, you must be incredibly proud of the fine work done by that um, by that system and how it's given a lifeline to so many people. Let, let's just clarify first: is it actually a ton of weight that you've lost?
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I was quite big. I, I I haven't done the maths recently. What with yeah. you know being off, but it could it could be a ton. It, it could literally be a ton at this point. Yes. Yeah. Well,
4: that's very kind of you to say. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, I'm always a little bit resilient towards that sort of um, that people saying nice things about that because I think that there there's this sort of tendency amongst blokes when they've lost weight, or Im- amongst anyone really when they've lost weight, to to kind of put that praise onto a system you know to say oh I lost weight with Joe Wicks or I lost weight with uh, Weight Watchers or Man Be Fat and I think that in many ways I think it's it's a psychological trait of people who struggle with their weight around the fact that they don't kind of take credit for for what they're doing themselves and they attribute their success to an external factor rather than it being you know something that you did you're the one who stopped putting biscuits in your mouth not me um you know yeah okay so the system uh, is good and it works and it provides cooperation and it provides community around that for men but equally you were the one who did all the hard work so i i return, i rebuff your compliments and pass it back on to you and say well done
1: you fell straight into my trap was to uh, get a compliment no um i totally understand what you're saying um and i certainly don't think you're wrong but i think there are plenty of people i've been overweight um you know pretty much all of my life certainly all of my adult life and i've tried various things across across the many years and never found any that have stuck anywhere near um as comprehensively as as this has so you know in that sense it might be right right thing at the right time, I don't know, but equally it's something that's worked for me and therefore it's it's just an alternative outlet for people like me who, you know, Slimming World on its own maybe wouldn't have worked or Weight Watchers or whatever other things I've tried wouldn't have worked, whereas this has not only stuck for a long time, um, it, it, it's, it's it's actually worked comprehensively. So I think that's, you know, had, had you not uh founded Manby fact you know I, I could still be the way I was because I just wouldn't have found something that that, that clicked with me i think it's I think it's a big cocktail of things um yeah. for a lot of us so um i'm certainly not suggesting it's it's purely Manby fact because I appreciate it is my own resilience in there as well but um yeah. it's uh yeah no i i I, like I say very um I think it's a great system. And it just gives an outlet to people that maybe men are, men are notorious at not talking about their their weight and their feelings and all that sort of stuff, and I think it's um it, it yeah. gives an outlet for that So,
4: but then I think you'll you'll probably be aware of this more than anyone really Nate, about the fact that the you know when when you actually go on to any of the leagues or any of the groups, men are notorious well, I think there's this perception that men don't talk about things and won't talk about feelings, but in most of the leagues, you can 't get the buggers to shut up. <laughs> um, you know, when, when we do actually get talking and when we're given a platform and a, a sort of a, I hate to use the word safe space because it's a shit term, but it's, you know, that, that sort of sense of this is a place where you can come together and talk. Um, people, yeah, you can't shut blokes up.
1: Mm. I think that's the thing is it the, is the safe spaces you... Um, lovely put it because I think the reason a lot of men don't talk about the weight is is because a lot of other men who aren't so worried about their weight might mock them, take the piss, and then you feel bad, and it's sort of a vicious circle. Whereas this does give people the opportunity to say, "Hang on a minute, this isn't why. Um, this isn't what I want to be in life." So, yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 and it's geared towards solely men as well, and I think that that helps. Is is everything else doesn't necessarily have that that male spin and. That's probably very politically un- incorrect these day and age to to have that, but at the same time, I think it, it it helps in something like this, which maybe has been missed. I think we need a bit of help every now and again. I think that
4: you know, if I am um, to to receive credit for anything, I think it's the fact that initially it was the fact that I desperately needed and probably still desperately needs that you know manly fat to exist, and also I'm utterly shameless when it comes to asking for help to talking about problems and just waffling on generally which is why I'm sure by the end of this podcast you'll probably want to kill me
1: <laughs> it won't take that long um, <laughs> uh, moving on um, I also mentioned there in the introduction uh, before and after um, that's your I'm right in saying that's your first fiction fictional book It
4: is, yeah. So I've written three non-fiction books, including The Man Be Fat Weight Loss Manual and and, uh, other books, and this is my first crack at fiction.
1: Um, To say that it is perfectly timed is (laughs) underselling it somewhat. So uh, tell the listeners what Before and After um, is about and where you got the inspiration. So –
4: as I was doing Man V Fat, one of the things that, so my background is I'm a journalist and have spent two plus decades talking and writing about things that interest me, men's health, food, um, all sorts of things really. And when I was doing Man V Fat, one of the things that I really enjoyed doing was was interviewing guys who had lost a lot of weight. And Occasionally, that led me to talking to some guys who had had real, really significant mental health problems around their weight loss and just around life generally. And they were always really fascinating conversations. And some of these guys were what is colloquially known as shut-ins. So they didn't leave the flat house, just sort of stayed in. And because of the way modern life is set up, they just had food and everything delivered to them. And Kind of manipulated family members to to get them all the calories that they wanted for the day, and um it just struck me that it was such a it, it seemed like a very modern crisis because clearly prior to food delivery services existing you, you wouldn't have been able to to live in that way. you would have just died essentially unless you could sort of you know twist the missus's arm to go and get your food and that sort of thing but It it was really, um, I spoke to probably about seven or eight of these guys who had lived in this way, and it it just stuck with me as uh, the basis of something dramatic, and again, you know, something that just hadn't existed as an issue or as a situation before, and and my kind of tastes from a fiction point of view tend towards science fiction and post-apocalyptic stuff and just like, you know, general disasters. And so I thought, what would happen to a guy who was a shut-in who, you know, while the world ended? And so that's where Ben came into existence. Ben Stone's the character in, in Before and After. He weighs 601 pounds and is a shut-in, hasn't been outside his flat for nine years. And on the day that the book starts, the council have just come along to take the front wall of his flat off so that they can crane him, hoist him by crane out to an ambulance so he can go and have his leg amputated because diabetes has uh, progressed to the point where that's a necessity. And just as he's all wrapped up and and ready to go into the hoist, the world ends. And that's where the story begins. So he's he's kind of trapped from the very beginning. He's trapped in the, the uh, hoist that he's in for the crane. He's trapped in the flat because outside there's a sort of... Um, A pandemic of sorts and basically he's he's shut in like many of us feel at the moment he is isolated from the world um the biggest problem for him though is that he has no food in the flat because he'd just run the cupboards down before because he knew he was going into hospital for a bit um and so he effectively starves while he's he's in his flat and as you say it feels, someone accused me the other day of it being a viral marketing campaign, <laughs> um, which seems <laughs> quite, apt. quite literally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's been a very interesting time, at times when I've been kind of doing marketing and talking about it. I have thought, at what point does this become bad taste for me to mm. sort of, you know, to, because uh, I certainly, you know, people are dying and... Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't want to, you know, promote this easy entertainment on the back of people's no. deaths. But at the same time, you know, it is actually probably an interesting <laughs> book to read at this point because it's about the psychological impacts of, of self-isolation. It's about why people take themselves away from other people. And also in, in large part, which is why it's interesting speaking to you guys, it's, it's about how Ben had kind of isolated before he needed to mm-hmm. through using food to to keep people away from him um and you know certainly that's something that i'm i'm guilty of of is using food not in the um way that it was intended to be as a as a joy and as as something nutritional um you know i eat through all sorts of reasons from boredom to anger to uh just sheer stupidity and that i think is is are things that are explored in the book
1: he's um ben's quite a uh an interesting character because he, he from an outsider's point of view it's it's quite sad obviously seeing how he got to the point that he he got yeah, to the start of the book essentially yeah. <clears throat> um but he, he he seems relatively he seems happy in himself um although by the end of the book obviously without wanting to spoil too much obviously you you, you feel that his his mindset has changed which is probably resonates for a lot of people like myself who have you know lost weight and i was very much not to put myself into the same category as 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 him you know he's 600 pounds but equally you know once you've lost that weight and you think oh god why didn't i do that sooner and this is such an achievement and maybe i wasn't as happy as i thought it was and, and things like that so um you sort of get quite a a big range of emotions and, and it's quite easy to, to to expect that Ben at, at £600 shut-in would be a specific type of character and actually he's not. Um, he has he has a, a level of confidence in certain areas um, and yeah, he's quite like I say, I, I think he's quite an interesting character. I think you've done a decent job with not making him just completely sympathetic. Um,
4: yeah, yeah, I mean that again, I mean it's it's in tribute to the the guys that I spoke to that and, and interviewed and, and spoke to you several times, and some of them, you know, have become friends. That they are they are three dimensional people themselves, and I felt yeah. that it was important that Ben, you know, you saw warts and all, but through seeing the the warts in his life, you actually came to understand him a bit more and like him, hopefully a bit more.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And I think, you know again just going back to the the weird pandemic situation that we're all in i think something that we're all going through at the moment is this process that everyone has to go through which is is to decide and understand where you find hope in your own life and i think that you know that's very much what the book is about for me is about someone who is forced into a period of reassessing what they've done with their lives and trying to understand where their happiness is and why you know what what is the fount of their happiness and in the book you know there's there's lots of different uh, roots and and wellsprings of happiness that ben goes to but then I, i think that that's true for all of us you know that it's where do we find our happiness and and that really is i think as we go through this process of of being locked in to our own homes it's i'm sure there's lots of people who are struggling with relationships and who are and conversely people who are relishing the relationships that are around them who perhaps have been I was speaking to a mate who was saying you know he'd been working solidly for the last you know 15-20 years and didn't feel like he really knew his daughter and I think he had been worried in many ways about what it would be like to you know if he actually spent some time at home with her what happens if she hated him what happens if he wasn't a good dad and i think that's but you know conversely what he's found is that it's been a real joy and now he's looking at I don't want to go back to work (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know i i I like what i'm doing at home and it's fun and it's it's you know this is it's really freed people up and i think it's just a fascinating time that we're living through for all sorts of reasons but yeah I i think um i do hope people don't think i'm Cashing in on <laughs> millions of deaths around the world.
1: No, I mean, uh, I, I, I've been fortunate enough to be one of the earliest people that that, that you gave the opportunity of, of reading the book, and um, mm. and uh, I can certainly say, you know, it was out there before anything serious happened in terms of the pandemic, and obviously that the, whilst whilst there are similarities with the book, obviously that it's 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 different enough that it's certainly not. Yeah um a, a, a full cash in but i can understand why some people certainly might 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 think it's it's potentially
4: uh, it's, um, it's all right. i know that it's not really up. i can't, yeah. I, can't be that, I can't be that prescient our
1: family had a betamax <laughs> <laughs>
4: um
1: but uh equally that that would be like expecting you know uh whenever there's any sort type of tragedy any any type of book out there that has a similar yeah. subject just to be pulled off the shelves and whatnot. So yeah, yeah, it, it, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work that way. Um, something that you picked up on there is, is, is Ben's sort of outlets and his, 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 his uh, inspiration inspirational joy and all that sort of stuff. Um, the cover of the book is a bourbon biscuit.
2: Very relevant <laughs> to
1: what, very relevant to why we're going to be talking tonight. Um, obviously it's quite an important item to him. How many other uh, sweet treats did you consider before ending up with the humble bourbon? <laughs>
4: That's a great question. Um, None is the truth, but uh, (laughs) but but subsequently, it has made me realise that uh, you you probably know uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost that they did the um, the Cornetto trilogy, uh, which uh, gone and what was the Cornetto trilogy? Which films are in it? Uh,
0: Shaun of the Dead, Hot hot Fuzz, End of
4: the World. There you go. Uh, what's End of the World like? I've never actually watched it. Poor, the weakest of the three. Like, <laughs> yeah. consider,
0: considering the the first two was such a high bar. The End of the World is like a. It's an okay. It's a mm. very okay, silly sci-fi horror. But the first two are so good and so yeah. well, so just well pitched. I,
1: I think yeah. the problem with End of the World is they mess with the dynamic too much. They they flip the script with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Sun Peg is the straight, who plays a, a really good straight uh, man, and Nick Frost is is the silly man. And with the third one, they've decided to sweep it up, uh, yeah, switch right. it over so that Nick Frost is the straight man, and some while well, Sun Pegg can do the funny man side of it, I just don't think it has the right dynamic. No, no, yeah, no,
4: no. yeah. It, it's one of those films where. Like obviously, I've I've seen the first two, but it's um, I was just put off by the relentless slagging that it got. And normally I'm a bit more uh, independent than that, but I just I couldn't like psych myself up to go and watch it after it got absolute radishing. So anyway, so the the, to return to the question, the Bourbon was there, and it was always a Bourbon, and it was never considered to be anything else. But then I thought maybe I should write a trilogy and just have different biscuits on the (laughs)
1: front of each one.
4: yeah because the pink wafer is really a beautiful yeah it's it's, uh you know it's iconic and then but do you go custard cream or do you go for a rounder biscuit i
0: think you go jam jam
2: yeah
0: yeah i I, I would i would lose the pink wafer and go custard cream and jammy dodger bourbon custard cream dodger. that's your you hold the trilogy of british biscuits surely
4: But then Pink Wafer, really, you know, from an artistic point of view, as as an iconic and or, you know, as a a, a figurative item, um, your your Pink Wafer says all sorts of things, sexuality, gender, (laughs) you know.
0: We could
4: could discourse at length.
0: My only (laughs) issue with the Pink Wafer from a design point of view is I think you need to show it in an isometric view because from just a, a top down, the bourbon is iconic, the custard cream is iconic, um the, the Jamie Dodger is iconic. The pink the pink wafer, you need you need the isometric view so you get the, the waffly top, but then you also get the layered sides, which I think I think ruins the dynamic of your cover.
4: I, I think
1: you've made an excellent point. <laughs> I'm I, I'm just I'm just stunned that Shan doesn't think the custard cream represents sexuality. I mean, that's that's blown my mind. Find them very sexual. Vanilla. Yeah, exactly. Um well that was actually that that leads on to a question I was going to say I mean how did you find writing fiction um and and you know has it given you hankerings to do more
4: yeah hundred percent it, it was um, arguably the most enjoyable piece of work that i've ever done from you know regardless of what anyone else thinks of it, I loved doing it, and I'm very proud of of what it is um which is really unusual for me because I'm usually the first to slag myself off and like be aware of the failings of something. And and by no means am I saying that before and after is perfect, but it kind of really did um, hit the, the targets for what I wanted to do. And you know, the the reception that it's had afterwards pleasingly has been exceptionally nice. Um, But I was, you know, I'm I'm one of those people that if, if I thought something was good, I could stick something out and it could get booted 10 ways, but I would I I wouldn't really care because I would think it was good. Um so yeah I I'm 100% this this is what I do for a living now. I I'm a novelist. I'm a novelist. In fact, could you redo the intro? <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: St- uh Stu does the editing so I'll I'll let him edit this in. <laughs> Please welcome novelist Andrew Shan and, Um well I Listen, I'm gonna wrap it up there with the book, but I, um, I, I I raced through it. It was I'm not just saying this because you're on there. I, I found it a really fun read, really easy read. Uh, uh, obviously, it, it resonates with someone like me somewhat, but I do think even if you've not struggled with with weight um, or you're not on that 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 path, I, th- I think there's definitely something there to be to be had. It's a great little science, science fiction book. Um, and it 's written in such an interesting way it 's got some, some interesting sort of storytelling mech- mechanisms um, and I just found it yeah like, like I said, a, a fun little book and uh, I, I really do implore everyone um, listening who's into this sort of thing. please go and read it because it's um yeah it's good, good fun, absolutely good fun. Awesome. thanks very
4: much and obviously, if people go and read it, then it further cements my my
1: uh yeah, insistence that I'm a novelist. absolutely which we've got which we definitely 100% have in the introduction (laughs) Nate here if you're like me and have a dangerous amount of disposable income that you can't be trusted with why not head on over to patreon.com and give some of it to your favorite food review channel and podcast provider and while you're there why not give us some money way nah but seriously patreon.com forward slash food review uk Help us get Gossie some new glasses or something. He looked ridiculous. Um, As I uh, warned you, I don't know if you've listened to the show before, Shan, but uh, as I warned you... Sorry? Regularly. Regularly. Oh, a a full-time listener. Um, We do... (laughs) Well, that is regular. Um, We do um, something called random questions. I've got 10 Food-related random questions. If you can please give me three numbers between 1 and 10, and I shall ask you those questions.
4: OK, I'm going to
1: go 10, 9, and 8. Ooh, backwards, oh, backwards, cheeky. Uh, 10, are you allergic to any foods? Bourbons, probably.
4: Um,
1: is leaf mould a food? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. i I'd defer to my learned um, hosts. Leaf mould. MJ, uh, it,
0: isn't leaf mould just something you get in the garden?
1: Yeah, I just I
0: I didn't know whether
4: there were there there is some do you,
0: do you have a legitimate allergy to leaf mould? Yeah. Oh. Wow. And actually, yeah,
4: every year where it comes into sort of August September time. I'm going, Why am I so wheezy and like sneezing all the time? And then after about two months I go, Oh yeah, I'm allergic to leaf mould and start taking Benadryl again and I'm fine.
2: Is that when you smell the sweaty plants?
4: Is that what that is? <laughs> no, it's when like all the leaves fall off the trees and start mouldering.
1: Oh, I've I've googled uh, leaf mould food and it's come up with images of like um, c- cookie moulds in the shape of leaves. So I suspect <laughs> the answer is no, it's not food. I didn't know if there was some sort of strange cultures
4: where it would be a prized. Probably nutrition. Me- probably
0: Me- Mexico, probably.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the corn corn herpes.
4: Corn
0: corn herpes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this year. Uh,
1: Question nine Would you rather eat in a restaurant on your own or on a table full of annoying strangers? Like Wagamama style. (laughs) (laughs) Are you suggesting that all Wagamamas uh, customers are annoying? Um well, yeah I, I to be
4: honest I, I absolutely hate being watched when I'm eating like I I honestly think that there's a market for a restaurant you know the one that was done in the dark yeah where the the entire restaurant was pitch black I, I would be well up for every restaurant being like that <laughs> or you, you get a box put on your head and, you you know, that's that's it. And the food's just sort of pushed in through a flap on the front of your head. <laughs> and then you can leave and no one has seen you. It, I mean, f- eating is a, a moment of vulnerability. It's not a, a time to be sort of watching other people. It really ruins the experience for me. I'm And I I'm, was I'm previously a restaurant critic as well.
2: So oh, wow. I have
4: plenty of experience of eating on my own. Yeah, I love it. I'd rather eat on
1: my own. Yeah. I think I think that's about the most popular answer. Um, I might take that question now, because it's it's getting a bit repetitive. Um, and finally, <laughs> eight food heaven, or I'm going to say and food heaven and food hell. Um, what's what's your what's your big yay yay and no no? As in what? Um... If you could only eat so for food heaven, if you could only be, say eat this one food for the rest of your life, um, yeah. and and food hell, if you you know absolutely just could cast it into hell so it would never see the light of day.
4: Um. Well, this is going to be a, a fairly <clears throat> uncontroversial food. Having cheese, I think, oh. is, you know, nice especially the the bluer, the older, the the ranker, the closer to leaf mould, the better. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Living, living dangerously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. If it's not like causing me to wheeze and bringing me <laughs> out in hives, I'm not interested.
2: Um, and... do, you not, do you not give a damn about your health?
4: No. Not when it comes to cheese. I mean, come on. Hey, we're, damn.
0: Here, we're here for a good time. Oh, <laughs> Michael. floated in. No, I,
1: I, I got it. Yeah. Good one. Thanks, um, Michael. Thanks. And food
4: hell. Oh, man. Um, Leaf mould. I, I think the um, the pith of, of fruits. So oh. oranges. <laughs> And uh clementines, satsumas. I just don't see what they were on about when they invented that. What the,
2: don't like them. In to be fair, day. you're not you're not supposed to eat it. Well,
0: when when I was a small boy, though, and you'd and you'd get a, a tangerine, a clementine, a satsuma, or whatever, I would forensically remove the pith. <laughs> now, now, I I do a a functional job of peeling the tangerine. <laughs> split it into and shove it in my mouth. I, I I don't even try anymore and I'm I'm not sure I'm not sure my life's poorer for it no
4: I I think that's probably true and I think that I've maybe gone on the same journey with as you with regards to pith but my um children <laughs> are still in the phase where any kind of remnant of that I think the thing that it really um it feels like it it shares too many similarities similarities? Similarities with smagma oh,
0: <laughs> back to cheese
4: yeah, yeah. possibly not a, a word that's used too much <sighs> on the podcast but it feels like it's orange surprising. smagma <clears throat>
2: <laughs> I'll have to try it I've never really <laughs> that way
4: well there's a review video for you <laughs> yeah.
2: and then after that I'll try piff <laughs> <laughs>
1: fantastic yeah. oh lovely lovely stuff um, <laughs> on that bombshell uh, Quivia I guess correct let's move on to <laughs> Q-U I'm going to spell it wrong Q-U-R-X-N-Y-T Quivia I have to rewrite this
0: song now <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's like a cross between some trivia and a quiz And a subject stems from the toe of those two information words U-U-I-V-I-A Yeah, it's trivia time to pretty some trivia U-U-I-V-I-A Yeah, it's trivia time to play
1: Um the first time in what feels like years at this point uh i've got some general knowledge questions
3: mm. for s-
1: the original quivia was was all about G- gk and uh it's just become more and more difficult to do because we're doing things like food festivals how on earth am i supposed to do five general knowledge questions but anyway um so five questions i've got a tiebreaker if there's a tie to break um here we go i uh, will ask each of you the same question, and they are all numerical, so feel free to take the Stuart approach and plus one, plus or minus one. Um, longest time, the world record, longest time dunking a biscuit. Okay, let's start with uh, Shan on this.
4: Um, do we get to know, or are we allowed to ask subsidiary questions, or do I just have to give a number?
0: <laughs> ask all right. you want, you'll get, you'll get the same answer that we always get that Nathan has failed to do adequate research <laughs> past past the, the initial question. Are you, sorry, are you suggesting I
1: phone these in? <laughs> I, I, very, very seriously, those allegations. Docked 10 points. <laughs> uh, uh, you, I, in which case, I'm ask, not going to ask
4: a subsidiary question.
1: You I'm may ask a question. I may not have the answer, though. Two hours. Two hours. Uh, Stuart?
0: I'm going to go for 142 seconds. That's <laughs> two, to two, two minutes 22. Uh,
1: two minutes. So two hours, two minutes, 22. MJ.
2: So I'd like to reveal two important updates. First and foremost, this is the first podcast that we're recording with my new internet. So I hope that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the listeners are enjoying unprecedented uh, quality with no breaks from my voice uh, on Unfiltered my Limited
3: power. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, second of all, I'm, I've uh, got into cocktails and I'm currently drinking a porn star martini. Um, it's quite a strong drink, and I'm starting to feel the effects. So, um, one one asks me uh, to find the midpoint be- between two minutes twenty two. <laughs> And two hours. And it's simply too hard. So I'm gonna go I unfortunately I do have to do the dickhead thing and do two minutes, uh twenty two seconds and one millisecond <laughs> You're Going above. Good. Above two minutes. Yeah, yeah. You you said you I said, said two minutes, minutes. twenty
0: two, yeah. Yeah, I'll go above.
2: Yeah, alright. Yeah. I can uh, you know, if the biscuit's got enough integrity, be that uh large, thick oats and a very dry texture.
4: i'm I'm basing this off the fact that the the world record for planking is about eight hours and i just think that world records i hold two world records as it happens um and i like i like to get that into every conversation i'm I'm amazed that we've gone 45 minutes without
1: mentioning it how's the weather how's the weather shang well (laughs) <laughs> world
2: record brain Tell me. How did you manage planking for eight hours?
1: No, <laughs> oh, did I balls. <laughs>
4: um, yeah, so I always think that the, the world records, they, they have to be jaw-dropping, otherwise, you know, so two minutes, I would be frankly disappointed.
0: So what are your jaw-dropping, yeah. we can't just leave, leave that then, what are your jaw-dropping yeah. world records? Well, um, they're both about blowing Maltesers,
4: which <laughs> are... <laughs> well... Jo- Aren't people from Malta? <laughs> 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 uh,
0: as in, as in, as in, like the old advert where you, you, you make a Maltese levitate. So, yeah, so
4: I, I held briefly the world record for lying on your back and blowing a Maltese. Uh, was it a height or a time? It was a time, it was a duration world record. And then I broke the world record for blowing a Maltese with a straw across a floor.
0: Wow. Well, yeah. I, I sense an opportunity here for something we never get a chance to do. quick, A quick subsidiary quiver in which Nathan <laughs> Peterson can take part. What was Shan's world record for, for, for making a Malteser levitate? Sorry, novelist slash uh, sorcerer. <laughs> Andrew Shanahan, what was his what was his world record? What are we going for for making a Maltese levitate? Can I just ask, did you nibble the chocolate from the Maltese before you made it levitate?
4: The Guinness people were very
1: particular about not nibbling chocolate. I, it's not. A, listen, if the chocolate's not there, it's not a Maltese is it? I yeah.
0: can't do it with the chocolate on it. I can do. I can, if you nibble the chocolate away, I can I can levitate that for upwards of upwards of four or five seconds. But with the chocolate, I'm going for twenty seven seconds.
2: Oh bloody hell! No, because <laughs> no, you're you're exhaling, so it's not just most people can't hold their breath for thirty seconds, let alone exhale. He could be a pearl diver for all we know. <laughs>
0: Novelist not <only> slash sorcerer <laughs> slash pearl <laughs> diver. Sad.
2: <laughs> well, he blows Maltesers, so I don't know. <laughs> uh,
1: I guess. I mean, he's already he's already led with it. it has to be jaw dropping. So I'm going to say three days. No, I'm going to say. Um, I'm going to say
2: 15 seconds.
4: MJ, you got a guess?
2: 12.7 seconds. No, (laughs) 13.7. Because I just thought 12.7 is pretty easy. 13 is more impressive. (laughs) (laughs) This new me drinking cocktails during the potty is going to be good, isn't it?
1: Is it? Um Shan, do you wish to divulge the answer? What, what, was, what was your guess, Stu? You. What did I say, 27? 27. 27. <laughs> You're all very
4: generous. It was three and a half seconds. <laughs> PA. Yeah. <laughs> hang, on hang on
1: a second. <laughs> the man that says all world records has to be jaw-dropping. That's yeah. Three I seconds. I know.
4: Yeah, it, on, I, I've been routinely lampooned by my friends for having the absolute most feeble... Out, world Records ever. Out of interest, were you the first person to set that
1: record? I, I was.
2: The first do, do you happen to know what the record is for blowing a, malt, a, a white Maltesers? Because I reckon I might go for that one. <laughs>
4: <laughs> is the white Malteser the one where you've nibbled off the chocolate? <laughs> but, um, yeah, go for it. That, well, it was. Um, I was writing an article about Guinness World Records, and they said, well, do you want to set a world record? And I was like, yeah. And they said this one has just been submitted do that one
3: and I oh, was rubbish
4: um, and, and what was what was the straw one was that a distance or was that a, a duration yeah again? i think that was slightly more exciting that was about 14 foot and it's with a straw so it is like but again it was, it's a bit rubbish they're both beaten within like six months you know there's that guy in america who just his his thing is that he, he breaks world records
3: mm-hmm.
4: and he has about I think he has like six, seven hundred Guinness World Records. Wow! And he's got it now, the bastard.
2: (laughs) Would have had to have shipped them in unless it was done very recently as well.
4: I wonder if there's different like weights to the chocolate to the Malteser.
0: They've only had Maltesers in America very very short. Under a year. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah.
0: yeah. Whoppers would. Whoppers. Yeah, Mm. the American equivalent. I wonder if he blew a Whopper.
1: <laughs> that's a different podcast
2: oh great great work wow phenomenal phenomenal long play setup that's all written that was written question two <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh. in
3: 2018
1: you gov um, did a survey which showed that McVitie's Chocolate Digestive was the nation's favourite biscuit. <laughs> what percentage of the survey, uh, the surveyed enjoy a said digestive, uh, Stuart? Wait,
2: enjoy or... So I think the survey was...
1: Ha- yeah, I think it was, how many of these biscuits do you like? And it was basically how many people said you yes, like the Chocolate dig- Digestive. So all it's right, not necessarily uh, people that said it was their favourite.
0: Oh, right. right. Oh Thank right. You. Oh yeah. So it's
1: basically it's basically which biscuit was, was was enjoyed the most, but not necessarily everyone's top pick.
0: Right. I was gonna go for thirty seven percent when I thought it was how many from yep. top pick? Uh yep. I'm gonna go for eighty four percent.
2: Eighty four percent. Michael Soon. Seventy nine per cent. Seventy nine percent and Shan.
1: Ninety
4: four.
2: Ninety
0: four oh. No, I think there's in, I think there's a substantial amount of weirdos in the world that don't like chocolate. No, I don't think so. Wait,
2: <laughs> is it <a> chocolate
0: Yes dig- <laughs> the chocolate digesting Michael.
2: No. Oh I thought it was a regular
1: No, if you listen to the question you might hear the, um, <laughs> the <words. laughs>
2: You're still thinking about blowing whoppers. Wait, did you say milk chocolate or dark chocolate? Uh uh, it was- uh, 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 uh carry on, case dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> Class know. closed case. <laughs> quite
1: <laughs> oh, burger, lad. <laughs> uh, uh,
2: sticking with the chocolate
1: digestive, dark or milk, who knows? Um, approximately how many cal- calorie calories are found in an average 266 gram pack, which I think is y- y- your regular medium pack? Uh, I was going to read out the answer then, but that's not what I'm... <laughs> not how quizzes work. Uh, Michael, how many calories in a 266-gram pack of um, chocolate digestives? Uh, For the record, this was milk that I checked. 7, 8, 9, 10, 20, 22.
2: 22 times 39. 22 times 39. It's just maths now. (laughs) 22 times 39. Oh, chocolate, again. Blunder. Uh, 22 times... Uh, uh, this,
1: six, this, this goes out to Luke. Um, how's Ooh. this maths on a podcast?
2: 1,474 <laughs> calories. 1,470. Oh. No, incorrect. 1,474. 1,470.
1: Uh, Shan. 680. 680. That's yeah. quite some swing. Um and Stuart.
0: So the last time last time we had someone affiliated with Man V fat on the podcast was when Stuart Normansell just just bossed calories and I'm way out on what Shan said <laughs> and now I'm wondering whether it's some kind of man v fat like cal- quickly. calorie quickly. sorcery. One thousand
1: seven hundred and fifty. Oh could know message uh Stu? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Question four. In 2015, a survey showed that the UK were the biggest consumer of biscuits. But how many kilos per capita do we eat in the UK?
2: Remind me, is a capita a square mile?
1: (laughs) Yes. No, it's a thousand people.
2: Right. It's a square (laughs) mile of a thousand people. I was going to say, if you choose somewhere like Birmingham, probably not. Yeah. Whereas the middle of Wales, less unless sheep eat biscuits. <laughs> which they might. I don't know what the supplies are. So like. how
0: many kilos of biscuits per capita?
2: But yeah, per uh, year. Shan first. Uh yes,
1: sorry, fair yeah. year. Ugh, Shan. Um, I mean it is it's literally pull a figure out of the air with this one, yeah. I'm afraid. Um twelve. I, I'm really a big fan of the way you said twelve, um, Stuart. <laughs> um, if you could please repeat your answer in, in a similar style. I'm, I'm
0: I'm I'm torn because I reckon I eat less than a kilo of biscuits a year, so but I think I'm atypical. So I'm going to go for seven. You're a
1: typical. You're a typical what?
0: Well done,
2: <laughs> MJ. So capita is hundred, right? No, it's Thousand. per
0: person, Michael. So. No, per-
2: Oh, per, per, per per
1: capita, capita so per thousand yeah. uh, um, people. Per capita so is per
0: wh- person. Yeah, it's per head. It's per oh, person. It? Capita. Capita oh, is a lot. Yeah. I thought capital was a thousand people. Bloody hell, it's a good job you don't work with numbers. Oh. Oh, right. So, <laughs> I don't yeah. work with
2: heads, mate. <laughs> so in that case, <laughs> well, I think, yeah, I think Just, we all eat 1.12 kilos. 1.2. 1.12. Four
0: packets of biscuits per person.
2: Nate, are you just do you just keep repeating the wrong thing, one point one two, just to be clear, because you did it on a previous question as well. You didn't read what back what I actually said, and I don't know if there's some sort of bias or. And now it's gone quiet. I don't even know what's it's tension. Uh... <laughs> question five. Um... <laughs>
1: Prince William and Kate Middleton uh, famously, I i found out this week, had a wedding cake made, as we all know, they're passionately in love. Yeah. Uh, Prince William and Kate Middleton had a wedding cake made from rich tea biscuits.
0: Yeah. I that but
1: was appro- a oh. but approximately how many rich tea biscuits were included in the cake? Starting with Stuart on this one. 3,000, Nathan.
0: 3,000...
2: Okay. MJ? 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 15. That's his answer. <laughs> Write
0: it down. 15.
2: Eight, no, 18, 36. So there's 60. There's 74 on the bottom tier. Probably 60 mid, 50. So 70, 130. Let's say 190. 190 biscuits. Sorry, cut out there. What was it? Five. 100, <laughs> 109. One. One hundred
1: and ninety. One hundred and ninety yeah.
2: biscuits.
1: Yeah. <laughs> In the future King's Cake. One hundred and ninety
2: thousand. Yeah,
1: no poor... <laughs> thousand. <laughs> you were closer with your first guess. Did I um, start? And... No. And Shan. Um, One thousand two hundred. One thousand two hundred. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. This is... Fascinating, fascinating work. Um this is the best possibly the best quiz I've ever had. Um Right, wow. let's go through the answers then. We don't need a tiebreaker. We have a, a conclusive answer and it's it's gonna be magical. Number one, longest time to dunk a biscuit. It wasn't two hours, um, because I, I think even even the the sturdiest of hobnob would would relent under that sort of moisture. Um <laughs> It was five minutes and seventeen seconds and it was uh it was done by a, a gentleman named Cherry Yoshitaki from Japan.
0: Well done, Michael.
1: Uh, couldn't find any information on the type of biscuit. Hmm. Oh interesting. Um the percentage of people who say they like a McVitie's chocolate digestive. Uh eighty one percent. Um so wow. that, that's two for MJ so far.
0: Well, what did MJ say?
1: 79, I think. 79. Oh, an absolute penis. Yeah, 1%. <laughs> 1% one percent in it. Um, sticking with the chocolate digestives, how many calories are found in an average packet? 1,316. Oh,
0: get off! So, <laughs> currently
1: the porn star is three for three. <laughs> Have we got an individual calorie
4: count for a chocolate digestive?
1: Uh... I know what, it's, I should have got to be around 60. Yeah, I think it's about, I want to say 67, I think, when I was looking.
0: Yeah. All um, well, that. <clears throat> I think that's roughly what I based my calculation 84. on. I think I was... 84 calories in a chocolate digestive. Right, my <sighs>
1: weight milk, was off, mi- milk or dark?
0: Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't see colour.
1: <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> is, milk, is milk a colour? Is, <laughs> is, is, is dark a colour? Are we the colours. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just <laughs> see cherry percentage. <laughs> uh
1: question four. Uh the survey uh for the uh, UK with the biggest consumer of biscuits per capita we eat, and this is astounding if it is per person. Thirteen kilograms. Thirteen point six kilograms per person. Piss off. Make your,
0: make your voice score a bit higher pitched,
2: Nate. Well, I just don't know if I can, mate. Yeah, because... That's over a kilo uh that's over a kilo a month.
4: Yeah, I think I'm skewing the average though.
1: <laughs> uh, any any four uh, kilograms since the start of this podcast?
4: <laughs>
2: um,
1: for no bonus points whatsoever, any any hazard uh, of guesses on the second and third place countries?
2: Oh, USA and Germany. Oh, it,
1: it, sorry, uh, oh, Europe, so not the USA,
2: Germany and Germany,
0: Germany. yeah,
1: Germany and
0: Poland, France. And Spain.
1: Italy and France. Oh. Fran- or France, if you're from where you're from. Well,
0: uh, Danish
1: cookies. Yep. Final <laughs> question.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who won <laughs> was, that one, though? Uh, Shanded, with 12 kilograms. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and finally, the Rich Tea Cake Biscuit. Um, uh, it, was, it, it was sizably more than 190. Um, <laughs> fact, I mean, you, you probably bought about 190 for your uh, Secret Santa, MJ?
2: Shit, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I bought, so I should clarify, I bought a uh, guy at work who loves rich tea biscuits, so I bought him the ultimate rich tea biscuit tasting kit, which Ooh. included one pack of every single brand of rich tea biscuit I could find, <laughs> and a chart to mark off texture, flavour, blah, blah, blah. He very much enjoyed it. Did he, did he know it was you?
1: Oh, it, yeah, was I thought... pretty, it was pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, has he done the
2: chart yet? Or Yeah, he does. Um, it was... I believe it was... Um, shit, I can't remember. I'll text him, but Please. I think it was something like... Um, McVitie's light came out very high. Really? Yeah, they came out really high. I think they were winning for a while. It, they might have won it. Um, McVitie's normal definitely didn't win it, but they were, they were towards the top. I genuinely didn't
1: know there was a, McVit- uh, a Rich T light until your crazy shenanigans wow um, final question so yeah the Prince William cake uh, it was 1,700 uh, wow which is still 200 less than your nan gets through in a weekend uh, so so Shan also takes that point so he gets two points MJ gets three is tonight's winner Brain of Quivia gets
2: zero Stuart's <laughs> walked out Stuart's walked out he's got zero absolute dickhead <laughs> oh, and he's not going to hear me saying it. Oh, he'll but hear... I will say it again when he returns. Don't you he'll, worry. He'll hear what... it
1: when uh, when he edits.
2: What a wonderful, wonderful day. <laughs> oh, God. That's that's the best thing to happen to me all year. <laughs> zero yeah. points. Yeah, zero. I'm going to call him Mr. Zero.
1: <laughs> From hero to Zero. Yeah, uh, Stuart, Stuart routinely wins this quiz, Shan, and uh, it's quite, you know, it's fair to say he's quite confident about the fact that he is brain of Quirio, and uh, it's just nice every now and again when it just blows up in his face. I'm glad to have contributed to his fall from grace. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you 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 stole two points off, for if, if nothing else, so... I'm disappointed with my calorie estimates, though. That's that's bad form. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you're quite some way off, but I... Hey. Maybe you live in a world where you're just sort of, you know, you're happy and wish that all biscuits were less calories.
4: Yeah, yeah, thanks.
1: Yeah, <laughs> one day, one day we'll get to that 680 pack of uh, calorie pack of biscuits. <laughs> that's that's the dream. That's what the sort of scientists should be working on, not a vaccine. Um, that's a joke, obviously. They should definitely be working <laughs> um, on. Let's move on. to Hello, Stuart, you alright, mate?
2: No. Just, you have to go to the toilet. Sure. I'm doing a dance. I'm doing a happy dance. He's hating it. He's hating it. Nah, fair. God, can't win them all, mate. Can you? Although yeah. you could at least try. Yeah, yeah, one yeah I, can. I can't. I can't win can them. Just... Wait, can't now. No, I can't yeah. win them all now. Can I? No. <laughs> I wonder if I've ever scored zero. <laughs> mm. Routinely, routinely. <laughs> so there you go. You're on my level, Stuart. How's that feel? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> What was your winning streak before this, Stu? Um
0: I'm not sure. 2018. That I want. Yeah. Uh, I, no, I don't win. I don't win every week. I just win 95. percent
4: What happened? Do you want to talk us
0: through it? I'm not. I'm <laughs> gen- genuinely, genuinely, biscuits are something. Oh, here, we, a, go. No, here
1: I, we
0: go. No, I, I. I just think. I think it's a niche subject, isn't it? You know, it's a niche. Subject. The Northern man claims to not be familiar with biscuits. It's a niche. It's a niche subject. Yeah. I'm gonna console myself no, by, I no, how but...
2: you pronounce them niche I've always called them nice
0: beers. <laughs> is nice niche, isn't it I'm gonna console <laughs> myself now with an 11.3 percent beer
2: <laughs> enjoy you know the number on that one
0: <laughs> and that's the cherry percentage oh <laughs> Food Review UK on Twitter at Food Review UK, Facebook also at Food Review UK, and on Instagram at Fruitgram. Check it out.
1: Anyway, biscuits. Let's move away from from schoolyard mockery um, and guessing games. Biscuits. What's so good about biscuits? Um, Shan. Mm. <laughs> you said you said that uh, the, the the mighty bourbon was was always going to be um uh, the, the the face of the book. Um was that solely because of the the the, the, the cornetto uh, comparison so to speak or is it is bourbon like your your thing. Do you like a bourbon? I I'm not a massive bourbon fan
4: i do like i think if you're going for a sandwiched biscuit i i think the custard cream is vastly superior largely because <laughs> it's it's a single mouthful
0: oh, me.
4: very sexual yeah very sexual do you know what i saw the other day though someone i think i'm not sure if this is a scottish thing but they have cheese on a bourbon biscuit
0: mm. Ooh. no Sorry. no yeah
4: it makes me think you should probably try it. I'm not going to try it, but I'd like to see
2: someone's face as they tried it. What kind of cheese was it? It was like it just looked like a strong cheddar. Hmm. I could if I. The thing that scares me more about that is the cheese. Obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd potentially
4: try it. Yeah. I can. I can kind of imagine it from a mouthfeel perspective. Um, generally speaking, I, I. You know, of all. For for my many um, many many food vices, biscuits don't really feature highly. If they're around, I'll eat six or seven packs, but mostly <laughs> um, they they're kind of they're, they're a lot of work for the the calories. I think there's a lot of crunching, there's a lot of ceremony. I would prefer just to go straight with mainlining Haribo or something like that. Wow,
1: I love the idea that biscuits have got ceremony. Um, yeah, they uh... do. Yeah. I've, I've experienced biscuits and I'll come to them in a second. I've experienced biscuits this week that or, uh, that certainly certainly fall into that category and I'm I'm astounded at why. Um but no I'm saying as you I guess that like, I I'm not I, I do definitely like biscuits. I wouldn't necessarily call myself a biscuit lover per se, but at the same time um at the same time when they're around, I will shovel them into my face like there's no tomorrow. Like they are literally <laughs> the last biscuits that I'll ever consume. Um, it's it's quite weird, and on, on this diet hiatus, this diatus, if you will, um,
2: no, well, it's I won't. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, biscuits have been a, a weird, unexpected vice. Um, Stuart notoriously hates biscuits, from what he was saying. Hence, why he knows nothing about them. MJ, biscuits, where, where are you standing, mate? What's, what's
2: what's about biscuits? Oh, it's a great biscuit It's a great uh, food product. Um, it's a wonderful communal food product at work really brings people together we've chosen a good week for this uh, episode as well because I think the biggest food news of the week is the release of the Biscoff creams which mm-hmm. is two circular Biscoff biscuits sandwiched between a vanilla cream
0: I, I um, think the cream is sandwiched between the biscuits rather than vice versa <laughs> 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 if it was the
2: other
0: way around yeah. Yeah. very odd, very weird eating experience <laughs>
2: Um, yeah, no. I'd like to get them uh, out. A lot, a lot of the old food Instagram accounts are managed to manage to find them today, despite them. Well, I guess I guess they're sort of essential to food Instagrammers now. <laughs> Kid, kidding. Um, no, good. No, they're just brilliant. Uh, they're convenient. They're also very um, affordable. They're good value. What biscuits they in are general? Yeah. 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 Right, it's huge. I mean look at the biscuit aisle. Look at the biscuit aisle in the in the supermarket. Oh, it is huge. Mm. You don't um, see a, an aisle that big or a section dedicated to another like cereal. You don't see their aisles near anywhere near as big as the biscuit aisles. I think, yeah, I, think I think you do. do. No. Yeah, I think you do. Yeah. Not, in the, not in the supermarkets I've been in. No, maybe, maybe not gone a really
4: good point about the fact that it's it's the, the really unique thing about the biscuit is its communal uh, power. Yeah. Because I, I'm struggling now to think of another sort of food group that is designed to be shared with a similar number of people. The yes. only thing I think of is crisps, but my hand starts <laughs> gripping the bottom of the bag if you're sharing crisps. Because, <laughs> because you can feel the bag going. Um, but yeah, what, I can't think of another bunch of grapes but i mean you know. <laughs> actually
2: at work back when i wasn't working at home we were grapes and biscuits yeah yeah, uh, like I, um... two different
0: teams like sharks and jets <laughs> <laughs> um
1: yeah Very, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm now trying to think of a, a, an appropriately funny other food but i'm not going to um Cookies versus biscuits. We, we we discussed this before when uh, Rich came on. It was a hugely contentious episode. Um, what what's the difference? Is is a, is a cookie a biscuit, or is it not a biscuit?
2: Yeah, I do think it is a biscuit. It's, it's a type no. of biscuit no. in my eyes. No, a a a
0: cookie like, for example, a Maryland cookie that is essentially just a biscuit, a biscuit called a cookie is a biscuit, but. When you get any th- Maryland,
2: are those the unbearably sweet ones? <laughs> yeah. Well
0: done, Michael. Yeah, good reference. Um, those, those any any cookie that's just a small hard cookie is a biscuit. But I think that anything that you buy, that's for example the you know you buy the five in a bag, there I think that's a different product. I think that's a baked good rather <laughs> than it's got more, <laughs> it's got it's got more in common with a brownie than it has with a biscuit. Biscuit, oh, no, no. what does biscuit mean, Michael? What, baked twice? Yeah, uh, uh, Bisc- because, because biscuits, are, biscuits are dry and hard. That's the whole purpose of a biscuit. It's dry and hard. It's had the moisture gone out of it. It lasts for a long time. A cookie is not a biscuit.
1: Imagine imagine thinking Rich's cookies uh, uh, live in the same world as a fucking... as a, as a rich tea. Come on. I know they've got, they've got Rich in them, but...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you literally, the science says the science says that an actual cookie is not a biscuit.
1: One's well, baked
2: twice, the other one's cookied. The actual science? What's the actual science? Because I'm on Wikipedia. Oh, oh well, done, well, <laughs> done. well done, mate. Well done.
0: Let's mate. see how many times yeah. biscuit
2: is mentioned yeah. on the on yeah. the cookie page.
0: Yeah, because in America, they don't have biscuits. They call all, anything that's a biscuit a cookie. In this country, what we call a cookie isn't a biscuit. Unless it's a Maryland or a, a, a packeted. If it's packeted like a biscuit, it's a biscuit.
1: Sham, how do you feel about cookies versus biscuits?
4: <laughs> um, I'm not sure I can summon up the same level of passion, <laughs> passion. for the the debate, and so I'm going to cede my time to Stu. Thank you. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, so, Stuart, you're saying that uh, in America, biscuits are all called cookies. <laughs> Uh, irrelevant.
0: Why do why'd you do like a higher pitched voice for me when I'm a I'm an intensely <laughs> masculine man?
2: <laughs> it's only when you're saying stupid things. <laughs> if I was if I was like doing an impression of all your charity work, I'd be like, oh, you're not good at that. Uh... An impression Bye-bye. of my charity work. How are we? Uh... <laughs> um, no. Cookies, as we all know, have their origins in seventh century AD Persia. So <laughs> biscuits, on the other hand, whoa, I'll tell you, no, give me maybe. a second. Different types of baked goods, this is... different. Uh, English, British. So <laughs> don't worry about it. I'll be the judge of that. Cool. <laughs> <clears throat> this has been good. Um. <laughs>
1: I'm going to move on saying way less contentious. Um, Shan Shan rolled, kicked the kick the roll ball. Rolled us kicks off. Kicked the roll ball, roll off, <laughs> the yeah. roll ball. Um, with with his his preference for a custard cream. I've been drinking. This is the new me. I'm drinking during podcasts now, and I can't keep it down.
2: Yeah, um, I drink on work nights now. I don't know if I mentioned that.
1: Every, <laughs> every day is a work night. Every day is a drink night. It's one of my less successful sayings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of anyone's less successful sayings to me. Um, a- anyone else? Can anyone beat the custard cream? I think or? the uh, I
0: think I think the bourbon uh, I think the bourbon genuinely is the the one inexpensive food product that holds its own amongst absolutely anything. A packet of cheap bourbons is what fifty p, max fifty p. And and a, a and a bourbon biscuit, a cheap bog standard, value brand bourbon biscuit, holds its own against any f- sweet snack in the world. Interesting,
1: you say that. Like just thinking about it, bourbon bourbon definitely falls into the category of biscuits that don't give a fuck about brand, brands. Correct. Like like yeah. if you're talking, if someone says you. Uh, uh, a chocolate digestive instantly you will big, you will know that they're probably talking time. about McFitties yeah. or something like yeah. that um, whereas realistically I mean I don't even know do McVities do uh, a bourbon or a custard cream I, I think foxes do foxes but who, but who cares about foxes.
4: Yeah. I
2: know I, I know wonder that. if because we we see this a lot with um, food products particularly biscuits and cereals but you tend to see them all being made by the exact same factory and yeah. just different yeah. package yeah I wonder if every single Bourbon is made in the same place. Okay, oh shit, you have got the different shaped ones, didn't you? I forgot about them. What different shaped ones?
4: Family circle, in it. Just for the um to to promote the book, I was looking at getting um a number of Bourbons made to send out to people. But instead of Bourbon, I wanted the word help on them. Wow. Mm. Um and. The closest that I got was independent bakeries who did oh. a small batch of them of like a hundred uh, bourbons with the word help on them. And it was ludicrous. It was like two, three quid a biscuit. Wow. Um, but you, you're right. The The rest of them are just churned out in factories. And there's like, I think there's about two or three main manufacturing areas for them. Wow. And you're right as well that they are essentially the same factory will make bourbon yeah. biscuits for five or six different companies. Yeah. And basically, further to Stu's point, it seems to me that the only real difference between Fox's bourbon packet and your little or your no-brand-name version is that the plastic's slightly thicker.
0: And that's what matters with a biscuit.
2: <laughs> the plastic. Um, exactly. <laughs> I need to write something down now because I've just had an idea. Yeah. No, it's,
0: okay, right, it's right about the biscuits. I remember, I remember years ago, like being told anecdotally by I think by, by my grandmother or something that foxes made all the Marks and Spencers biscuits, and therefore uh, Marks and Spencers biscuits were good. And I know, yeah. I know from experience, I used to work in a sausage factory, and and they made the. <laughs> why are you laughing, Michael? <laughs>
4: Did you blow any whoppers?
0: I was a no, I was I was a sausage I was a sausage packer for for a summer, and we we they 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 made branded they made walls and they made Richmond branded sausages, but then they also made Morrison's own brand, Aldi's own brand, various different other like budget own brands like the, the they were the it was a, a slightly different recipe, but they they were just pumping out they pumping out the sausages. <laughs>
4: my my favorite fact about this whole pandemic thing is that one of the things that the the supermarkets have done to try and survive is that they they moved from producing and selling uh, or you know having manufacturers produce for them over 70 brands of sausages to to centralizing it to six
0: amazing uh,
4: and and for me i don't know i think that fact has resonance beyond the pandemic i think the fact that we previously lived in a culture where there were seven. Who needs seventy sausages?
2: <laughs> Let the record state: Nate Peterson has waved his hand in the air with gusto. My I...
4: wild boar sausages with fennel and artichoke and yeah.
1: Shan, uh, like, why are you trying to take my sausages away? From me? <laughs>
4: I'm not. I'm trying to say that you, you are. You will suffer from the agony of choice with 70. Yeah. You'll be there, dilly-dallying and dithering on the sausage aisle for hours. Uh, I've had to walk around people like you in the supermarket.
3: <laughs> Get your
1: rich and knob off. I think it's very clear from my body shape that um, I do not suffer from the, uh, <laughs> the hell of choice.
2: Um... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. get your Richmond and knob off! <laughs> um, so I have got two two things to say now. First of all, my show idea is making gourmet versions of cheap foods. So bourbons. I mean, it's been done before, gourmet. but I, I haven't done it before. Gourmet um, and more like bourbon. Gourmet, to make gourmet food in your uh... What? Well, <laughs> and second, Stuart, um, your point there. Um, At the start of what you were saying, you said Hobnob, but then later on you said Bourbon. Which biscuit were you talking about then?
0: I I didn't say Hobnob at all. Yeah,
2: you you said Hobnob at the start of what you were talking about. I didn't say
0: Bourbon, mate. I haven't haven't mentioned Hobnobs tonight. No,
2: you definitely said Hobnob. I I definitely
0: didn't, and even if I did, I edited the podcast, so I definitely didn't.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, well... I was a gr- I, in that case, I was nodding along with you all <laughs> whilst you were saying that because I thought you were talking about hobnobs, but Bourbons are fucking dead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. Uh, I don't, I don't know if there is any biscuits that I particularly, I'll tell you what I don't like, and it, I think this is going to annoy um, MJ. A biscuit I don't like because I think they're overly pretentious. I don't even know what the name is. It's like the the Libnitz or whatever they're fucking oh, the, the... oh, Choco Leibniz. Oh, oh mate, come oh. on. Just the blandest of biscuit with Crap. some rubbish chocolate chunk on top. No, thanks. No thanks,
2: mate. I'm fairly close to throwing my headphones off. I know Sorry. I know
1: you, I know you're a big fan of the awful <sighs> cracker that calls <sighs> itself a biscuit.
2: They're, they're nice they're a bit muted they're quite rich and they' are just they taste like really fine ingredients. You, you know you're not a million miles away from the truth by saying they're boring. they are boring um, <laughs> but they're they're nice they've got a great texture. The quality of the chocolate's great. the sh- snap of the chocolate is excellent good snap um, And the underlying biscuit's really good. I actually am a fan of they do in I don't know if it's in Europe specifically rather than not the u k, but they do something called zoo so leaving zoo, and they're like little animal biscuits with just not coated in chocolate, so a bit more of the richness of the butter biscuit comes through, um, which actually, a bit nicer Ooh. sound
0: Ooh. like absolute
2: dog bob like, awful Did, I mean, just, they're, they're in cute animal shapes, oh yeah that, that.
0: Yeah, is sorry, it? that is what matters the shape <laughs> of biscuit <laughs> oh, yeah. correct um one that I've never understood
4: is the ginger nut. Just purely from a like any biscuit which challenges you from a dental point of view like that. It's <laughs> I I don't know whether it's an age thing or just that I'm I just ha- if I have to expend the calories that I'm consuming to chisel my way through the biscuit, you reach a certain point where it's like, <laughs> Am I actually losing weight from eating? <laughs> it's like, it's like celery. celery.
0: Yeah yeah uh, it's like yeah. A celery strip yeah. celery not same the I'll tell you what though no no uh, like a shop bought a a a, a McVitie's ginger nut is dead but like uh, I remember we used to get we used to get a uh, ginger ginger biscuits from the market that were like a more, nice. akin, more akin to a large ginger cookie and they were <laughs> they were cuz ginger hmm. ginger is a flavor that belongs in biscuits yeah. but, the, but the ginger nut does the dirty on on the on ginger flavouring biscuits. It really does. It doesn't provide ample ginger flavour and it provides too much of a textural challenge. And do you
4: know what's it also bad about that is that it's encouraged artisanal um, biscuit producers to put flecks and chunks of ginger in their biscuits and that just should never happen.
1: Wow. Um, for the record i don't think we've ever had anything as intellectual as artisanal said on this podcast <laughs> i was We're just definitely trying not now. to say anal i will 100% agree with you on uh ginger nuts and back you up on that what i will say though is i had a mild obsession a couple of years ago with ginger creams
3: oh yeah yeah, which, seems get...
1: have a, which seems to have a much better texture and the added bonus of um, sweet, sweet, sweet calories in the middle. Sweet goo. Yeah, sweet but goods. that's where, you know, because then you you definitely
4: know that you are in a positive calorie deficit or the opposite of deficit because you've got the goo. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that is that a science? Is it? I think so. <laughs> as close as I get.
0: <laughs> Speaking of goo, what what what, <laughs> what 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 are our opinions on Oreos?
2: Mm, so, I'm not actually going to say I'm not actually a big fan of sandwich biscuits, except Oreos, which I think are just a wonderful creation.
1: I like their playfulness and
2: their. <laughs> <air>. <laughs> I'm not talking about in the bedroom, mate. That um, kind of sandwich, but,
0: but, <laughs> by, by, which I mean,
1: by which I mean their um, willingness and ability to switch up flavors and uh, um, throw some novelties in there and whatnot.
2: <laughs> and we're still talking about this from an eating perspective, yeah.
1: Yes, I like the way yeah. an Oreo spanks me.
0: <laughs> I, <love
2: it. laughs> okay. I think I'm reading between them.
0: I was, Just, ne- I was never a particular Oreo fan until, until I had the uh, the double stuff.
2: Oh, oh no. we're still
1: talking about that. No.
0: <laughs> and it was then, the, it was the, then that that because for me the 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 that intense cocoa of the Oreo biscuit um, needs that needs the double stuff to to balance it out. More goo. Yeah, more goo, more goo necessary. Mm.
2: <laughs> I prefer the balance of the original because I think the I do think the flavor of the cocoa biscuit is slightly more interesting than the flavor of the cream, but it's still a great balance. And yeah, a fair fair comment. I know the, the double stuff has a lot of fans. Brilliant biscuit though. It it doesn't. It gets a little bit of a bad rap. I think people don't appreciate the depth of flavor that it really has. If like if you eat an Oreo, I if I challenge any, anyone listening to this, if you've got a pack of Oreos nearby, original Oreos, grab one eat it with your eyes closed, maybe put on some 16-bit SNES music to really get the full sort of immersion. (laughs) (laughs) Any particular game theme tunes? I mean, I'd go for Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy's Conquest just because it happens to be the best video game soundtrack of all time, but I suppose it's up to you. Mm.
4: (laughs) The thing that I worry about with the Oreo is that I feel that... It's it's cultural appropriation in many ways, in that we are appropriating another culture's uh, biscuit traditions and culture, and and you know their the, it's it's Americans, you know, it's what Americans do, and I feel like you know with Americans being the predominant cultural voice for the last hundred years, I feel like we should be. Plowing our own furrow when it comes to biscuits and and you know all this sort of you know you, you twist off the top one, you use the top one to eat the the goo, and then you basically bin the biscuits like that's just I think we could do more with a garibaldi you know, we could, we could be <laughs> teaching the, the kids, we could be teaching the kids how to fish out the little raisins um and you know doing fun things with with <laughs> our biscuits and stuff like that. <laughs> Over to the states rather than you know them dictating to us mm. about what biscuits and we and you know what we do with them. Biscuits,
2: so no. one fun thing about the Oreo though is that if you say it quickly enough, if it, it's a palindrome, Oreo, no,
1: it's not, all right, no.
2: all right, oh, you're right. Going to say
1: it, If you're gonna say it wrong, then maybe,
2: yeah,
0: Oreo, oh, Oreo. Oh, Oh yo, oh hello, hello. 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 Hey.
2: It's the Somerset version shit. I always get confused between them. So it Apparently, was in Somerset. It was exactly
0: as you as you've described there, is the it, the only issue I have with the Oreo. I have no I have no problem with the Oreo existing as a biscuit in our culture. If any, if anything, I see it as uh, Americans trying to appropriate British biscuit oh. culture by them them making what is essentially what is basically a very British biscuit rather than an American cookie. I do have the issue with us appropriating the ceremony of the Oreo, which was yeah. only something Oreos have existed in Britain since try I think I I remember I remember getting my first Oreos in about nineteen ninety seven.
2: Sorry, Omni
0: <laughs> and uh, and that that twist and lick business. That didn't that didn't appear over here until a few years ago, and I've, mm. I I do take issue with the sentiment of the the that's a false that try to implant a false memory. It's like Werther's Originals. Your grandma mm-hmm. didn't like Werther's Originals because Werther's Originals didn't exist until nineteen ninety seven. Don't, don't tell <laughs> me what my grandma. did. Didn't like <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. Werther's
2: Originals came
0: out in ninety seven. I don't recall Werther's Originals existing much P-8. before the nineties.
1: Yeah, it's an implanted
4: memory. Right, hang on.
0: Much before the 90s. Now, you've
1: you've um, literally skipped a decade there, mate. You've gone from 97 to much before the 90s.
0: Uh, well, the ni- uh, 97's <laughs> in the 90s, mate. <laughs> Introduced 1903. Great. How many Werther's originals are eaten per capita? That's every thousand people, Nathan.
2: <laughs> Zero if you count people that live to the end of the year, they ate them.
0: I'm, That's go- I'm Googling, people, I'm Googling, like
2: Googling Werther's originals
1: now. Um what's better, the year of the Oreo or the Year of the Apple?
2: <laughs> what's worse or what's better? Yeah, I think we know which one's worse. Um Oh yeah, I need to film my apology video.
4: That we should send any sort of biscuit eating tradition for any of our biscuits that we could export to the States. Because, you know, we need we need strong exports in our economy from now on. Yeah. So uh, what, what
0: we'll twisted
2: is, is try kid, and is try it, and
1: suck the bourbon cream out through the holes of a bourbon.
2: Well, no, no, going all day. Is, would a um be would so... a Cadbury finger count? Because you know when you try and stick it down, you. <laughs> what they? I don't know if they'd um obviously women cut, but um.
4: I tell you okay. what would I tell you what would work the um impress you know like rubbing the foil on a Kit Kat.
2: Oh yeah, oh, that's classic.
4: Not, well, that's it's not any... I tell you what, down the middle.
1: Yeah, I tell you what killed that—the chunky. Yeah. Did. Well, that and the fact that they don't—they're not wrapped in foil anymore. No. Very no. true. Very true. That shows how long it's been since I bought a, 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 a fingered kit. Can- can. A double yeah. packs are, not
2: they? No. The two multi packs well. aren't wrapped in foil. Oh,
1: maybe they are. Maybe they are. I was, I was,
4: I. The last one I had was a, a you know. A, uh, plasticized plastic. foil,
2: yeah. yeah. Rather than. Have four have uh, <laughs> i four fingers. That's a bit personal. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, uh, one, it,
0: no, it's
4: two fingers. Uh, another oh, cer-
0: ceremony around biscuits which, uh, from the other side of the world. Are you familiar with the Tim Tam? Yeah. The Tim Tam is the, the superior the superior penguin, um, and the, yeah. the the Australians they nibble off a corner. And then they nibble, nibble off in a, uh, an an opposite corner. And then they <laughs> suck a, a warm beverage through the Tim Tam. And it, it essentially explodes the biscuit.
1: Yeah, it's not pleasant. If you're going to take eating advice from criminals,
2: then. <laughs> I don't. I've just thought wow. of a good meme idea, actually. So, you know, like the Pokemon, all the kids in the Pokemon. Um, well, you do the. You do like Evolve, right? So you do. You do Bourbon evolves into Penguin, Penguin evolves into Tim Tam. No, no,
0: Penguin, like evo- Penguin evolves into Fox's Classic. What? Fox's Classic. Mm. Oh, oh, Michael. Fo- Fox's Classic? You're telling me you don't know the Fox's Classic? Oh, I so, don't know it by name. It's a bloody good job we've done a biscuit episode. Why, Why would yeah. it
2: change colour,
0: you nonce? It's the King of the Biscuits, the Fox's Classic.
2: Oh, oh, yeah, they are They are, they are so- actually nice. What? Yes, it is. What's it's chocolate about? covered, the one I've got in front of me. Yeah, it's chocolate yeah, cho- covered. Yeah, but the underlying biscuit ain't going to change colour and then change back, is it? Why not? That would be the shiny version, if you know your Pokemon info. Don't. No, Fo- Fox's Classics are nice, actually. Fox's Classics are an incredible biscuit. You really like someone if you
0: put out a Fox's Classic yeah. pack. Fox's Classics are any Tunnock's branded biscuit products.
4: Oh, I think you're straying dangerously into the that's more like a sweet. A ton tea tea cake.
0: Oh no not not a tea cake. I would never class a tea cake as a as a as a biscuit. But I would I would perhaps put the Tunnock's caramel wafer in the <laughs> In 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 the in the same realm as the wrapped the wrapped chocolate biscuit, i.e. the penguin, the club, the United. If you're a, if you're a, a a gourmand of a certain age, um, mm. but but no, not the not the not the tea cake. I mean, the tea cake's an incredible product, but not a biscuit. Ooh, no, it's not oh, a biscuit. Imported
4: biscuit. A, a, a biscuit tradition. I've just thought of Danish having a tin of the Danish butter. Cookies, were they and using it for sewing kits?
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh those memes are flying around
0: Facebook. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. at the moment. Every yeah. every every modern foreign languages teacher in a secondary school has a has a tin of those <laughs> full of full of glue sticks.
2: Made,
0: <laughs> just upsetting the children. Oh, biscuit, no glue. Oh. <laughs> Batteries
2: <laughs> is another one, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, just good good t- t- always always t- check though. before you put it in your mouth.
4: <laughs> Can I just uh, input on the the point about Tim Tams which is that I cannot understand, other than sort of antipodean weirdness, about the fact that that is seen as a pleasant thing because it, it sort of builds up, doesn't it? It builds up like a pressure, yeah. And then it is like an explosion <laughs> of hot
1: goo in your mouth, <laughs> and we're back to blowing a whopper.
4: how hard you
2: suck. <laughs>
4: there is no other way because it has to sort of force its way through. Yeah. You can't yeah. just genteelly sip. You have to give it a good old
2: <laughs> yeah. I've never tried it nor would I wish to. I do actually have Tam- Tim Tams here. Been waiting about three filming sessions to review with the boys. Well, next time you're... it's Tim Tam Exploders,
0: um, in it, surely? Tim Tam
2: Exploders. Yeah, you've got, They call them something. Slammers. Tim Tam Slammer. Is that what it's called? I think so, yeah. But you, you, if you're doing a review of it, you want a, a
4: dodgy
1: sound effect for when it goes. Yeah, well, I'm sure MJ can find certainly one. Probably have one in the in the, <laughs> <order afterwards. laughs> in the old noise bank. Um, I'm gonna uh, one final point before we move on to sock med.
0: Um It's just a straightforward one: to dunk or not to dunk. I'm not a dunker, you know.
2: <sighs> I'm not a dunker.
0: I used to be as a, as a boy.
2: You
0: I, said, I, sorry, I used to yeah. dunk a biscuit just in my in my orange squash, my my Robinson special, ah, but as an adult drinking hot drinks, I'm not. you
1: used to you used to dunk a biscuit in your orange squash.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: What? Yeah. And you just ridicule me for the shit I come out with, and you said that
0: ginger nuts, though, in it. That, yeah. Gi- yeah, ginger what, nuts the biscuit. Same in my colour. Yes, yeah. same colour. G- there. <laughs> ginger nuts were the biscuit of my childhood. So you had to dunk them. In squash. In squash. That's so, what I was drinking? What do you expect me to drink? Yeah. Sort of uh, middle.
1: Yeah. Sort of middle.
0: Yeah. Oh, I've, got a, I've
1: just got a beer here. I'll just dunk it in some beer. <laughs> well,
0: probably that, won't. That's my point, right? I,
4: I don't think, it, in the general run of day to day life, if you're having tea and biscuits with people, you very rarely see people dunking. I think it's a talked up cultural phenomenon. I don't think that people dunk anywhere
1: near as much as Ooh. is is supposed interesting i i think that i'm a keen dunker my biggest issue is uh time alignment i don't tend to be having biscuits when i'm having a coffee i don't tend to be having coffee when i'm having biscuits oh. if 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 ever the two do if like if you've got a venn diagram of mm. times i'm having I think you understand the concept. Um, <laughs> yeah, if if I've got the two in front of me, then I I will almost certainly dunk. Um, and yeah, but I, I just don't tend to. I don't tend to tr- drink a lot of coffees. I tend to have one in the morning, and that's not that's not my biscuit time. Biscuit times in the in the evening, when I'm not having coffee. So
4: yeah, I I, I can count on the fingers of one hand the number of times in my life I've dunked. Really? Yeah. Oh, I do, I do
1: love a dunk. It's just opportunity more than anything. Ruins a, ruins a brew, ruins your biscuit. No, perhaps You're not really a hot drink fan, are you, MJ?
2: No, not correct. Um, I've just had the text from my mate about the rich tea. Um, it was indeed the McVitie's light that won. Wow, Jesus. <sighs> Incredible Mental. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Probably last. Um
1: something I, I jotted down and actually is perfect timing given that you've mentioned that um, this is more aimed at Stuart and MJ and I think something that will probably play out later this year um, biscuit tournament
0: yeah we'll probably. But it's, I mean it's it's kind of been done hasn't it in the you know there's the like the the World Cups of, of this that and the other but I think Stuart we should... have we done it no, yeah we, have, not, we haven't and we not, do not have we done everyone else so it's not been yeah. done yeah it's not, not been, been crumbled,
1: done properly has it, is it? listen it. I was going to say we 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 Shan May, 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 no last year we put food um, mascots in a ring and made them fight and it turns out that Captain Morgan is a dirty bastard <laughs> and basically a killer and I think that biscuits could do the same
0: yeah So there
1: you go I think yeah, I think biscuits yeah. have personality unlike some foods
0: let's make it up on them yeah yeah well,
1: I'm not going to force you, mate. No, no, you no, no, you. No, no, no. no, no. No, no, no. Move right. on. MJ, social well, media. MJ, social media. Go on. He's, f- he's fuming. He's come fuming. on, let's do some other things that have been done before. Come on. Social media. Right, as read you some know, questions it. from some people. Read, read some comments from some people. We do that every two weeks.
2: I'd do it, but you keep going. questions that you As you know, we post the lovingly created thumbnail on social media each uh, episode, and today we're going to read out your questions and comments. Looking at the Facebook page, sorry, we got sorry. Uh, looking at the Facebook page, we got four comments, all from Becca Lumps. <laughs> Do you... be- be- Becca was well excited about this episode. He was loving the biscuit chatter. Um,
1: it should be should be noted that Becca did actually uh, unknowingly suggest this as, as a topic in the recent. Um, Frogmaster, when we asked for niche Niche topics, she did actually suggest biscuits, and I told her that it would be sooner than she thought, and it was. And it is. And it is. Um, And it was.
2: So, do you dunk? Already covered that. If so, what are the best dunking biscuits? Any biscuits you shouldn't dunk? Uh, Whilst I don't actually dunk generally myself, I've been known to. Um, I think the best is probably a hot knot. Yeah, I, I reckon.
1: Uh, I will say, coming back to something I, I mentioned, a surprisingly good dunker is the old ginger creams.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: really, it sweetens up the uh, the bastards yeah.
0: A ginger, a ginger nut in itself is a very robust dunking biscuit because of because of its aforementioned hard, hardness.
3: Yeah,
0: I think second only to diamond, isn't it? In the <laughs> <laughs>
2: I haven't actually, I haven't actually spoken too much about hobnobs this episode, but I think there'll be a lot of hobnobs fans out there that will be quite perturbed by that. Yeah. Uh, Hobnob is a brilliant biscuit, and I'll yeah. tell you what one of its strongest factors is the saliva flavna. When you're chewing away on a hobnob or anything like that, if you suck the liquid out of the hobnob, and of course, that will be some, <laughs> sometimes that liquid will be created from your own saliva. The flavor of that sucked Where else saliva. Got from?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you clearly don't know MJ. <laughs> yeah.
2: Soggy Biscuit is not a game that I'm unfamiliar Losing. with. Uh, <laughs> looting, yeah. Um, yeah, the suction on that is great. Anyway. Um, biscuits you shouldn't dunk. Uh, trying to think of the, the ones that really fall. Rich, yeah, tea the, may... rich tea's a dog dirt, aren't they? Rich tea's quite bad. It you, you, you're falling apart when you when you lift it horizontal, really, isn't you? Yeah,
1: um,
2: I, I could literally what... keep go on. No, you go on.
1: I was saying, I wonder what a hold, uh, hold on, brilliant. I wonder what a uh, Oreo does under the intense pressure and heat of a, of a dunk.
2: I could be all right. I'd be willing to try it. A fusion of cultures. <laughs> <laughs> tea. tea, and Oreos. A tea and Oreo, I might do it. I'll, I'll write it down. It's not committal yet, but I'll write it down.
1: Maybe for the next uh, Independence Day. Oh, f- that's brilliant. That's coming up. Yeah, July Fourth, I think this year.
2: You <laughs> <laughs> need July Fourth I for my sins. Uh, Independence Day special tea.
1: And they love, uh, they, the Americans love jokes about tea, don't they? Oh, we threw <laughs> it in, <we> threw <laughs> it in the river. Brilliant. Tea Oreo
2: dip, putting America back in the British thing where it belongs. Um, I could literally keep going, but I feel that's enough unless I think of a right belter. Oh, sorry. So I think I'm reading in reverse order. Uh, chocolate digestive or chocolate hobnob or both? Hobnob. hobnob. It's it's, it's hobnobbing
1: it. I mean, realistically, both, but I mean, yeah. hobnob if I have to pick Yeah. One.
2: This is an interesting one. Rich tea fingers, underrated, discuss. Incorrect.
0: Did, end of discussion.
2: <laughs> I quite th- like normal rich teas, and I, so rich tea fingers are a bit thinner. I like both. Do you know what I like? Malted milk. Oh, yeah, malted, malted milk's nuts. one of my
0: yeah.
2: Chocolate malted milk. What a bit I actually. So I actually think that chocolate malted milk is the best um, of what I would consider to be. Do- biscuits and like. biscuits. Yeah, bog standard yeah. biscuit, which I do not include. Yeah, yeah.
0: In It's absolute. You don't include a hobnob in a bog standard biscuit. So you, what you're talking about is own brand biscuits. I'm
2: talking about bourbon jam, custard, cream, custard cream,
0: digestive. Yeah, rich tea, rich tea. Ma- yeah, sort a, of, chocolate of the Avengers. Chocolate malted. <laughs> <all> Avengers. <laughs> There's an, an entire an, another podcast. Which biscuit is which? Avenger? The chocolate malted milk, or as I, as I like to call it, Hawkeye, is an incre- incredibly underrated biscuit slash avenger. I'm
2: applauding that because it's so bloody true. Yeah, I agree the fuck out of it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, Your honour. <laughs> uh...
0: uh, opinion on a fig roll. Oh, no.
1: I was going to bring this up earlier. Blood, i tell you what, bloody love a fig roll. I'm not entirely sure it's a biscuit. Right. I'm not right. sure what it is. Love I love a fig roll.
0: I bloody love a fig roll, but I'm going to put it all... I'm going to put this out there and say it's an old man biscuit. Oh, well, I, I, Jesus. Then, oh, I, 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 I would... Is old men biscuits. I can't... I mean, you know, you're not
4: going to catch an old man eating a fox's classic. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you, you, pretty much every other biscuit is biscuits are the preserve of old people
1: yeah i think but i think there's certain there's a, definitely a subclass i mean if i saw a 17 year old eating a fig roll i'd wonder what issues he had at home <laughs> it just doesn't read his vape and he pulls out a packet of rolls from <laughs> his rolls and yeah. just just dons them down his throat it No, instagrams it <laughs> yeah.
2: nate walks up to him puts his hand on his shoulder do you need some help, son? Come on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Talk to it's me. Like the, it's like the Johnny Depp meme where the kid, oh, what's your favourite biscuit? And the kid goes, figure roll, and he just puts his arm in. It's basically <laughs> the same joke you made, really. You're
2: listening You're to, to Frock Unwrapped, Unwrapped, the Food Review UK podcast.
1: Review it on
0: iTunes, if you dare. Um,
1: also, <laughs> I, just want to, I just want to come back to a biscuit that I have failed to see for many, many moons. Um, it's called the Café Noir. And it was uh, yes. uh, essentially a coffee-flavored icing on a biscuit. And
2: Ooh, mama. oh shit, son!
1: Oh, mama! Are you, are That's remember hard
2: with... icing, hard, yeah. Like, yeah, hard like like ice.
1: a like a party ring type of icing. Yeah. Oh my god! I remember having them when I was like a kid or, or very young adult, and then they disappeared out of my life. And then I rediscovered them probably about five years ago in Tesco, Sainsbury, sorry, Sainsbury. Oh, and my. then they just disappeared again. Cafe Noir, Peng. I don't say that lightly.
2: Oh, peng. They were penting. Mate, you have, you have bored that out of the darkest <laughs> shaft of my being. <laughs> I'm glad your
1: shaft finally got a mention on this. If you had a
4: café noir in the dark shaft of your being, <laughs> you'd probably want it unlodged. <laughs> oh. Oh.
1: Sharon, can, I take, can I take this opportunity to apologise um, for ever asking you on this podcast? Um <laughs> You you, you don't deserve this. None of us deserve this, but you especially. I tell you what, I better hook a few books from this. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ, our fans won't even pay us anything.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. Nate, I've got to thank you for that.
1: If you could that make is... a gourmet café noir in your little um, segment, that would be
2: fantastic. I'm going to bloody try. I, I wouldn't even know how to um, sure, achieve that's... the icing that hard, but I'll give it a go. Sure, that's what they were called, café noir. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at them on, on the old Googles. On the old Googs. On the old Bing. On the old Googster. Oh, anyway,
1: uh, yeah. next up something.
2: Well, unfortunately, we did have a really good se- se- segue there. We had the uh, segue of the fig roll and the question mark over whether this fruit-encompassed, or rather bis- biscuit, biscuit inverted commas, encompassed fruit snack is uh, is really a biscuit, because we go straight into Maddy Madworld. Madders. Flat earthers believe Jaffa cake <laughs> are a biscuit. <laughs> wow. Shelby, Shelby says, what even are they, though? Are they cakes? Maddy Madworld says, it's in the name, clown. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she's cussing, cussing Shelb's down. Uh, Shelby says, I still wouldn't class it as a cake. I have no idea what it is. It's delicious. Bit of diffusion.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, Maddy Mad World goes in hard. Definitely a cake. It has sponge Jaffa cake. Mm, wonder what it is. Mm.
1: Uh, I would clearly draw uh, everyone's attention to the VAT case of 1991, which clearly proved that Jaffa cakes were indeed cakes because they obviously... When they are left out, they get uh, harder, if you will, which is the want of a cake. Whereas biscuits get softer when they are left out. So please move on.
0: All right, tax spot. Uh, And what did Jason have to say about Maddie and Shelbs having an argument? (laughs) Did he not get overly excited? Um,
2: I I don't know if I'm reading them in order. I'll read in the order that I read them, and that will become clear, I suppose. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So the next comment is from Bonglangs. Bongers. Jason. I miss giving out four fingers no. to the girl. Oh, here we Don't go. Read that one. Should I not <laughs> no, read that read, one? Read the next one. Read the next <laughs> one. <laughs> Geordie Lyons replied to that saying eight fingers. Oh, or oh, yeah, I might skip that one as well. Yeah, probably that one as well. Uh, Bong lungs. Bongers. Lungers. You look like my old teaching assistant. G is your name, Mr. Stamp? Because I miss him. Man, he was such a G. Now I think he only fucked with me because it was his job. <laughs> Do, you to- Do
1: you want to take that one, Shannon? You, Mr. Stamp. At uh, me? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wh- why? Where can I be seen? Oh, uh,
3: what?
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm not Mr. Stamp.
0: Oh. Uh, I feel I feel really bad that Jason felt like he had a real legitimate like connection with Mr. Stamp, and now he's upset that in the in the five years since Jason left school, Mr. Stamp hasn't paid him any interest. Like. <laughs> I
4: mean, I'm not, Stamp, I'm not Mr. Stamp, but I'll role play. Does that help? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I got
2: some grooming stories that would put hair on your cuckles. Oh. Um, I won't get into them there. Uh, Shelby, I'm just sorry, I just caught a glimpse of a future comment. that I've, Oh, God, great, he's great. Uh, Shelby, Shelby's... if you were a biscuit, which one would you be and why?
1: Cafe Noir, mysterious. Oh. And hard, mysterious and hard. Yeah, hard An to find. Uh, no, reality. Oh. Um, Probably Gary Baldy because no one ever thinks of me.
2: Oh, mate! I'd be the I'd be the Hovis digestive because I'm quite uncommon, uh, largely disappointing, but best served with butter. <laughs> uh,
0: Basically, crackers. I'd be the ginger nut, because I'm, oh. I'm, I'm northern hard and unpalatable. <laughs> Shannon, have you ever thought what type of biscuit you'd be?
1: Um, probably Garibaldi. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you want for them?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's trying to break into the American code. <laughs> with, with some biscuits.
0: Well, I'd be a Garibaldi, because
4: I like them, but I don't know many other people who do.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think certainly three people on this podcast do.
2: Oh, uh-huh. guys. Maddy Madworld says. Madders. Maddison? I don't know. What, he... I don't know what, what is ma- what... Madders? Yeah.
0: Madders. Yeah, the, it? it's, the, it's the first syllable of the name with ers afterwards. That's how it works, Nathan. That's how the nickname thing works that we've been doing. What was her, but what's our what actual username? Maddie Madworld. Yeah, Maddie, oh, Maddie. Maddie. Maddie.
2: Her name is. Yeah, oh, Maddie. that's
0: why I was getting confused. Sorry.
4: Where so, are all these so, comments so. coming from, by the way? Is this on Facebook? Or Facebook? <laughs>
2: Michael makes them up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Primarily Instagram, this one. We um
1: yeah, every every two like just before the show airs, uh, sorry of records, we we put up a post on Instagram to say this is our next guest and this uh-huh. is the topic, so submit some questions. Um so yeah, you can find it on on Instagram. We did I think we tagged you, but I don't know if you're much of an Instagrammer. I, I'm so old, I don't know the- <laughs> Hush, no
2: uh, Maddie Madworld says Any chocolate biscuit, yum yum um, Faces of MJ says That's If fine. I made a picture of your face Using biscuits, which should I use? Um, for me, I think You'd need a combination of rich tea And hobnob <laughs> Oh, and I suppose you'd need an Oreo For the hair
0: Wow, well, it's a bit black well. for your hair <laughs>
2: Wasn't really, grey biscuit.
1: biscuit? You'd know you, 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 <laughs> you'd mix it into it. You'd mix <laughs> them in. You'd crush it all up. So it formed a grey.
2: Yeah. Don't, don't you guys nick that <laughs> as if like, say, oh look, look how smart we are. We thought about the white bit. I already thought about the white bit. We were talking earlier about how grey my hair is. Don't need to. <laughs> what would the what would the hob not be? <laughs> the olive tones in my skin. <laughs> Just shading um, Frankie Funko Frankas Someone once funkers. told Frankas, uh Someone once told me that Maltesers and Kit Cats are Biscuits to, to which I Then stabbed them in the legs <laughs> Sliced off their nipples Put their hands in bleach And then knitted their lips shut Did I overreact or Is this how we should continue to silence Such bollocks
0: I think I think that that's an, an entirely appropriate reaction for anyone that says that uh, Maltesers are a biscuit. I think it's a slight overreaction for Kit Kat. Slight, yeah, that's slight. That's that's, that's tough
1: because if we, if we're going to suggest that pink wafer is a biscuit, it, if if that does form a biscuit, then then Kit Kat surely has an argument.
0: Yeah, but Maltesers, no, no. No, I
2: mean, I, don't I mean we've
0: got we've got one of the world's foremost experts on Maltesers on the podcast tonight.
2: <laughs> who's
0: that?
4: The the interesting thing there, I think, is that could you say complete encapsulation with chocolate therefore means it's a chocolate bar? Because in which case, that knack is your Fox's classic. Uh Mm.
2: Yeah, so I don't, uh, I really don't know what to classify what I, well, I suppose I call them biscuit bars. Uh, Carry on. I think
0: think you're absolutely right. (laughs) Biscuit bars. Individually wrapped biscuit bars.
2: Yeah, that's per per. thank yeah. you, perfect. IWBBs, yeah. 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 Shelby's back in there. Shelbers. Shelbers. Dropping in, which biscuit do you think has the longest staying power when dunking? I think we've sort of discussed that. Yeah,
0: we've 100%.
2: Olish, Olish Plinski. Oli. What is more savoury, a piece of Airwaves menthol gum or a Maryland biscuit? <laughs> think it should be a trivial question, to be honest.
1: <laughs> clearly, clearly the, 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 the uh, one that gone. I said last Airwaves time.
2: Gone. Airwaves gum. Airwaves gum. more savoury. What do you think to that, actually? What's, uh, what's more savoury, a piece of Airwaves gum mm. or a Maryland biscuit cookie? I'm
4: going to go Airwaves gum. Thank you. It's, it's more savoury. I could sort, of, sort of imagine that oh. in a sandwich.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> correct. Uh, well, anyway, like I say, don't don't answer any of my questions anymore. Uh, the Geordie Lion says, George. I know I'm probably too late, but love a chunky jive and all other knockoff biscuits from Aldi. <laughs> yeah. Oh, again, that's sort biscuits. of knocking on the are they biscuits. Olish Plinski says, never too late, mate. Um, the jewelry line, best cookies: Subway, Millies, or the Cookie Mill. <laughs> different, um, different. I, I've
1: never had, never had Millies, but definitely
2: Cookie Mill. Um, uh, cookie Mill, closely followed by Subway, distantly followed by Millies. Different cookies I, for different needs.
4: Uh, I don't, I don't find any of those cookies appetising in any way. <laughs>
2: Um, I will say that Millie's have absolutely tanked in quality in the last several years Uh, the Geordie Lion, this is the one that made me laugh earlier when I caught it, Geordie Lion says MJ when we rob in this casino (laughs) (laughs) when just to clarify to any law 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 making uh police listening um that is not something we've discussed it was maybe floated initially in some private messages but it was very much sort of uh are you up for this yes i am sort of conversation it wasn't any kind of concrete plan um amelia hills amelia? not sure if i'm the only one but Amelia's. i have a cup of tea and a biscuit simply because i am british and bored also, can we have a moment of silence for all those biscuits who fell into tea and became disgusting sludge?
3: Correct.
2: The Geordie lion, love them Lotus ones and turn weird ones that sound Polish. Is that the Choco Probably. Oh,
1: Jaziki. Oh, Jaziki. Yeah, they're they're tremendous. They are. They are. Mwah.
2: Uh, love what, them with gravy, Jesse and Festa style. What are
4: the ones that you get wrapped up with a cup of coffee at the end of a meal?
0: Biscoff. Lotus Biscoff. Caramel, Lotus. Caramel, caramelized mm. sugar biscuit. Yeah. Nice biscuit. Yeah, not
2: mentioned them apart from saying them at the start. Obviously, they're one of the best by far. It's been a cultural phenomenon. Is, is this not. They
4: do that as like the sort of Nutella like. Paste now, don't they yes, oh, yes. yeah,
2: is it speculus Speculous. Speculous, it, it is a type of speculus yeah
0: <laughs> it's a type of speculus <laughs>
2: what, it, what it is?
0: not all um, lotus are speculus, sorry, all lotus are speculus, but not all speculus, are lotus correct not raises, all
4: vacuums are Hoovers that raises the question that if if you can just effectively blend up a uh biscuit and create a paste what would other pasted biscuits taste
2: like well don't even need to you don't even need to ponder because a few years ago several years ago Tesco did this exact thing um, and I implore everyone on listening to this if you've not seen our videos go and check them out we did a, or rather they did and we did reviews of bourbon biscuit spread custard cream spread mm-hmm. and there was one or two others they did a cookie spread and a few but the so I'm not a massive fan of custard creams nor bourbons no. but the bourbon spread and the custard cream spread were both absolutely phenomenal. Really? They were I couldn't even believe it. They were they were so good. I mean the way that I'm imagining it,
4: it would be like I blurringly sweet.
2: Yeah. Yeah correct <laughs> so what could you do, could you then like spread a bit of that on a bourbon uh yeah 100 percent. because it it wasn't a million miles away from uh penguin used to do a product called penguin flipper dippers and they were small chocolate biscuits just mm. just plain biscuits with a little dipping thing so it wasn't a million miles away from the dipping thing and that and just mm-hmm. man it I can't believe they got rid of him, because they were, they were on to something. They were big time on to something. They were, I do believe that everyone who tried them loved them. Um, I was, I, everyone, I, every single person. Of 100% of people. Now,
4: um, you know, the, the question it. keeps going around, what are you going to do when lockdown ends? I've not really had a satisfying answer before now. But now, I think hunting down a tub of bourbon goo is my answer that's what
2: i'm going to do when the pandemic ends
0: hunt down a tub of they... bourbon goo and spread it on a custard cream to make it palatable
2: <laughs> you'll have to get some oil in a blender i think because they don't do it anymore but you, i reckon you could easily make it do you think it's just literally oil and i, I believe i say in the video reviews what is in it but yeah i think it was they definitely contained actual biscuits like it wasn't a gimmick or anything mm. they they both definitely i think they were oil Probably stabilisers and, yeah, biscuits. I'll rewatch the vids and uh, have a little mm-hmm. look. But...
0: We've all got some xanthan gum in the back of our cupboard. Though.
2: <laughs> it's not... xanthan gum is not hard to find. You
0: just extract it from an Airwaves
2: gum. <laughs> <laughs> nah, too savoury for me. Um, Aaron Cunliffe says, <laughs> In your professional opinion, MJ... <laughs> Embarrassed to be singled out, but which biscuit would you say best compliments a Foster's Radler? Um, I'd I'd, I'd consider a lemon puff. <laughs> I mean,
1: certainly fitting, isn't it? Um, something OT maybe to go with the with the with the hops with the yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: What would a biscuit sommelier be called then?
1: Oh, a what's that? Sorry. A, what would a biscuit sommelier be?
2: What's a sommelier? So, a sommelier
1: um, is the one who recommends the
4: wine in a restaurant. Yeah. Oh, wow. So,
2: sommelier. so are you, um,
1: just to clarify, would this be somebody who would recommend a biscuit to go with your drink or the other way around, a drink to go with your biscuit?
4: Um, I think either or. I think sommeliers can do it that way. So, they can say, you could say, oh, I really, really fancy having that light, crisp Chardonnay. And they'd go, Great, why don't you have the fish? <laughs> um,
1: <I spelled> it. <laughs> yeah. It's a but, obvious, but biscuit, I guess.
2: Yeah. a bit obvious, but biscconner, sir. Oh, a hobnob, just to play uh, in the. Is the fact that they're quite posh. I, <laughs> yeah, I no, I no, no, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what else on that. That's the end of my. That's the end of the uh, social media. So
1: Oh, which is perfectly time for Stuart to come back into the room. I don't know if he can hear me talking. I'm just going to fill some time until he gets... Yes, he's got his headphones back on. Welcome back, Stuart. Hello, Nathan. Uh, we, we've uh, a question to you. I think you missed it while you were out of the room. What would a biscuit-themed sommelier be called? So someone who recommended you a drink or a biscuit, depending on which route you were going. Best best we've got is a bisconna, sir. A biscuiteer.
0: A biscuitier.
1: Biscuiteer
0: is good,
4: yeah.
1: Yeah? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fuming, I can't think of anything intellectual to, to add to this conversation, because I, as you know, I love wordplay, I love puns, and I cannot think of anything that is worth adding to this.
0: What I need is a list, a list of synonyms for biscuit. Yeah, but we're not going to do that, Stuart. What we're going to do is we're going to slowly transition into
1: a lovely game of Sweeter or Savourer. It's time to
0: play a game, let's play a game, let's call Sweeter or Savourer, we'll put the name of a out. Tell us what you think about that Will the next food stop Be sweeter Or savoury oh. Will it be sugary or are And It's just a way to know but you Will the next food stop Be sweeter Or savoury Oh is that what we're doing now? Good job, good. Yeah mate so, mate's done mate It's dead Correct it's, Right given Err uh... Right, Shan. Um, we're going to play a game. What, what I have in my hand is a is a flat cap, um, a delightfully northern flat cap. And in the, in the delightfully northern flat cap are uh, the names of various uh, food and drink products. Some of which are branded products. Some of which are tremendously generic products. And uh, all you've got to do is predict whether the next product will be a sweeter product or a savourier product. Um, it's very, very, very straightforward indeed, but much harder than it seems. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, sh- I shall give you your first product, and then you shall use your your skills as a sorcerer to divine whether the whether mm-hmm. the, the the following product will be a sweeter or a savoury product. The first product that we've got, and it's the fourth time out of the hat, it's a Hawaiian pizza, which is a savoury product, but a, pro- a savoury product with a tremendous sweetness to it. Will the with... next product yeah. be a sweeter product or a savoury product?
4: Uh, It'll be sweeter.
0: It'll be a sweeter product than a Hawaiian pizza. We will. I, I
4: watched this podcast earlier. It's sweeter.
0: We will remove. <laughs> we will remove from the heart a cheeseburger, and we should call oh, it a day. Oh, <laughs> that uh, very second step, which is as bad as it is possible to be at this. I just game. gambled
4: my mortgage payment on that.
0: <laughs> Now I don't. Hang
1: on a second. I don't know if you have cheeseburgers the same as I do, but most of the cheeseburgers I have um, are just are just coated in speculus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what what I've I have, on on the cheeseburger? I've 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 dabbled in unusual cheeseburger toppings. Um, in, in, essentially, in in a way to get peanut butter onto onto cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I've dabbled in. And one of the things that I have I have placed on a cheeseburger, uh, I say on a cheeseburger. I think I removed <coughs> the cheese, but is uh, like a chili jam. No. No. Was that a, vo- a vomiting noise then? Yeah, oh I, I had God. to gip.
3: Sorry.
0: So, 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 so the 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 concept of a, a nice toasted brioche bun, a beef patty, or a or a or a meat free patty, if that is if that is your wish, as it is my wish. Um, some peanut butter a very dry peanut butter such as morrison's own branded 100% nut peanut butter and a and a chilli jam does that not does that not when when did brioche
4: buns for a burger become a thing that's going to be one of those things that we look back on like black forest gatto and go
2: what <laughs> oh i've got i got some issue. i was with you for a second cuz i don't actually think that a brioche with a burger is the best thing it's it, it can be very suitable but it's floury not... bap, floury bap. Yeah, I do generally prefer white like non in red hovers bread. just two bits ge- of bread. I do generally prefer that. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> two it. slices of 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 King's meal. <laughs> Thin, thin, not even thick. <laughs> <laughs> I think a couple of, I've couple done of that rich teas. <laughs>
2: When Claire's put the old... Uh, when Claire's put a two-litre sparkling water uh, on top of the buns and they've flattened out. Oh. Nah. Claire! I won't,
0: I won't you've ruined the burger buns, Claire! <laughs> Good. the pot is gone. Your pot
2: yeah, is what keeps the
0: flavour in. You've put your hydration on top of my bloody burger buns and now there's no volume. It's
2: been a while, in it, so... You guys done with that? Or... <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I well, think it'll be hey, time to wrap this up, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, um... I just ask for
4: um, a judge's uh, inquiry or a steward's inquiry on if Hawaiian pizza. If you're talking brioche bun, then I'm going to argue that that's sweeter than a Hawaiian pizza.
1: Oh, I, 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 I would think that in this game of sweeter or savior, that uh, it probably wasn't a brioche bun. Oh, I would imagine it was no, just a, a cheese I I mean, yeah, I think Stuart was more talking about his personal want when it comes yeah. to uh, a cheeseburger. But well, in this, I, in this I, instance,
0: I'd be, happy game... to, I'd be happy to argue it anyway. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think, I don't think a, a brioche bun is sweeter than pineapple.
2: Sean <laughs> forfeited. Sean forfeited any um, foot he had in this argument earlier when he said that um, Maryland is sweeter than uh... S-
0: savory. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Airway, yeah. No, he was, he he was correct. He was correct. And I can't believe that this has been dragged up yet again.
1: Wow, two it's been nearly
0: two years. I think it was about three years ago actually that we first fell out with our close friends about this.
1: That was a day. I yeah. loved that. That was good fun. Just uh, don't be cool. wrong
2: and we won't have a problem. I, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I think that's pretty much all we've got. Shan, it has been a... It's been a pleasure. It's been an education. <laughs> <laughs> For me. What have you learned tonight? You've learned MJ's never <laughs> tried Smegma. You've learned... Um... i never explicitly
2: made that clear.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, i never never... Uh, you know, I think one of the things, great things about the internet is that there's there's people talking passionately and uh, you know, in depth about all manner of topics. And I, I never really thought food was, you know, mass market food as one of them. So
1: I've you've opened my eyes, and I will uh, we'll shortly uh, shut them again. I think <laughs> the good thing is we we we, we talked about this podcast, um, and we've we realised that there was a bit of a niche in the market for a a, a a comedy-based food-related um, podcast. and did you do the comedy late? Yeah. <laughs> The good news is we, we opened the door and uh, Ed Gamble and James Acaster just uh, smashed it through and just stole all of our thunder about a year after we did. No, I'm not bitter. What, one little bit. Piff. No, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for coming on. Um, yeah. Thanks for having me. Genuinely. No, please, please remind uh, our listeners of your book and where they can find said, said thing. So it's called Before
4: and After. It's out now. It's five star rated on Amazon. I don't like to, you know, push that too much, but uh, <laughs> if you go to helpbiscuits.com,
1: you'll find it. Uh, and you definitely will get a recommendation. I am very much one of the five-star camp that um, that, that five-starred your camp, so to speak. Um, <laughs> no, please, please read it. It's uh, it's a great read to reiterate what I said earlier. And uh, I know that Stuart will be picking up shortly.
0: Correct. Wonderful. Correct. Let me know what you think. Yeah, we'll do, Mum. Yeah, I'm, a, I, I, I'm very, very much looking forward to it. Um, big, big fan of any kind of. Uh, post-apocalyptic literature, and yeah. and as a um, as a larger man in an in an apocalypse world, I think it's. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna treat it as essentially a manual. So <laughs> at, at the at the, Sorry, at the moment to I, need manual, to, I need yeah Emmanuel I'm gonna, Emmanuel, <laughs> to, Emmanuel Two was probably the best. If anything, I'm gonna treat I'm gonna treat From it as a, a manual. So before I read it, I'm gonna I'm going to more than double my body weight. <laughs> um, so that I can really do take it literally. It's sad, sadly, I say more than double, just actually double because I'm probably touching 300 pounds at the moment. Uh, oh, although I did go for a run today, so that's you know that's good, yeah. is it? Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, enjoy, and thanks very much for having me. Thank no, you, absolutely, and uh, no, it's been a pleasure. Um, MJ Stewart, thank you very much for um, being here.
2: Thank, thank you, Nathan. Thank you for allowing me to be here.
1: Oh, I, I didn't realise we had a choice. So I, <laughs> I, I thought I thought part of the deal was that we got to use the fruck name, but we we can have Stuart, Good news. I've got some good news for you, Stuart. <laughs> things have come to light, and uh, I think I need to show. No, uh, thank you very much. It's been it's been a pleasure. We've we've said some funny things on tonight's episode. I can't remember any of them. Um, hopefully, the people at home listening will remember them forever and will get them tattooed. I'd love. You know what? I would love somebody to go out there and get a tattoo of a frack on their body.
2: I made it well. We got that offer from those people. I need to get back to them. Sorry, really.
1: I'll rephrase that. Someone had a, a willing choice over getting uh, a frack tattoo on their body.
2: Well, speaking of the funny things, that I, like a few minutes ago I made a really clever and witty piff joke and I hope people were... Pre- I, I people heard it. Really I laughed. I laughed. Yeah, you laughed a lot. Yeah, I think yeah. you fully understood it and was like, yeah, yeah. that was incredibly witty, incredibly yeah. funny and I, I hope when people listen back... Yeah. I think that'll be the main thing. that I'll take You're going yeah. to send
0: all the listeners a WhatsApp message as well, just to point out your joke like you did to me.
1: <laughs> and thank you very much for the listeners for joining us. Hope you've enjoyed this show. We'll be back in two weeks where I think we'll have Alex on the show, but I'm not 100% certain. Oh. But if, I think so. I think that's who we've got next on. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. He's good, value. He's a nice one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah see you later and stay safe stay healthy love to you all and something 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 think of something intelligent and pretend I said it bye
2: bye everyone (laughs) Bye. bye